Hello and happy Friday, gamers. It is Breakfast with Boom. Of course, I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. I want to say welcome to today's program. We have an outstanding show. Get ready. Uh, grab your coffee, grab your bagel, grab your whatever you enjoy eating in the morning, because obviously this is Breakfast with Boom, and get ready for two hours of awesome video game talk. We're going to be covering the Sony State of Play, which was, uh, well, a bit disappointing. No surprises, even though you know we they told us what they were going to deliver. Sony could have surprised us, and they didn't. And I saw a lot of people in the chat very early often that uh, they were a little disappointed with uh, the way my title was of the show, which I thought was weird. But I, well, I'm going to get into why I think you need you folks, uh, you PlayStation gamers like myself, uh, I'm asking for better. If you don't want to ask for better, that's entirely up to you. But if I recall correctly, Web Dave, the conversation last year uh, and many years prior to Microsoft getting their shit together, uh, we were told by PlayStation players that we need to ask for better. Uh, that's mm-hmm. that's something that that was a running theme for many, many years. And well, uh, PlayStation players have not been given much this year. Um, Spider-Man Two. Let's let's not let's not pull any any shade on that. Spider-Man Two looks absolutely astounding. I cannot wait for October twentieth. I'm in like Flynn. Like I said, I ordered the controller. I ordered the plates. I'm all the way in. Spider-Man is going to be amazing, pun intended. But we cannot sit back on our heels and say what Sony showed. Now, guys, you got to focus. That's back-to-back shows, Dave of really poor uh, um, Sony showings. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's just, it is what it is. Web Dave, good morning, brother. Welcome back. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. Feeling refreshed and, uh, and uh, I'm ready to take on the day, man. Let's, uh, let, this going to be, it's going to be a good show. We had lots to talk about and uh, probably a little salty uh, taste in some people's mouths, but you know what? We're here for it. Well, you know, we're, we're going to be speaking some truths um, exactly. and uh, the truths sometimes hurt. That's what our pop always used to say. Uh, Fuzzy Belvedere, good morning. Uh, we also going to be talking about uh, n- the Nintendo Direct. Now, for a lot of people, it didn't hit. See, now it hit for me for a lot of reasons because one, the original uh, Paper Mario RPG remade. If you don't know, that was Square Enix and Nintendo teamed up all the way back then. I remember going to the store and buying the N sixty four. I'm not the N sixty four. The uh, Super NES cartridge of that game uh and that's 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 why i cannot wait to play that uh obviously they they're they're revisiting mario versus donkey kong which i think is phenomenal it looks fan freaking tastic and of course if you're an og or an old bastard like myself you'll appreciate the fact that there was something called f-zero back in the days which was amazing and f-zero 99 looks oh my god so good so what i'm hoping and you're obviously a Mr. Racer, that this sparks an interest in this in the franchise again, where they go and they take their talents that they used for um Mario Kart and use all of that graphical power and prowess for a new uh, a new F Zero. Because the last the last one that we played that I thought was phenomenal was on the GameCube. That was F Zero X, and it was outstanding. Good morning. How you feeling? Oh, you're muted, brother. There you go. Sorry about that. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Glad to be here. Yeah, F Zero ninety nine. That that definitely uh, sparked my interest. Uh, looks good. It looks direct, really good. It's it, it's a bit graphics, but man, it's clean. Yeah, yeah it's 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 nostalgia at, at its best. Plus, they have it where it's kind of like a battle royale now. So 
definitely digging that. But uh, yeah, I think the Nintendo Direct kind of landed better than the PlayStation uh, State of Play. But uh, oh, for sure, glad to, yeah, <laughs> glad to be here. <laughs> definitely some stuff to talk about. Some some baby steps. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're gonna talk yeah. about baby steps because that's what they opened with, and I got to be honest with you. It's not fine. What was that, bro? <laughs> Fuzzy, we're gonna we're gonna come to you in a second. I want to welcome in a former member of Breakfast with Boom. He has returned because he is off this week, so he has no one. the The man isn't watching him, um, exactly. so he can be here and he can hang out. First of all, John, uh, what's going on, brother? Good morning, and uh, yeah, I got for you, brah. Bruh, yeah, that's uh, as soon as that show opened, like I literally, they, like I literally thought, bruh, it was, <laughs> what is this game? What are we watching here? Oh okay, goodness. uh, but but uh, boom, thank you so much for the invite, Web Dave, uh, Fuzzy. It's nice to be here with you guys. Um, it's been a while since I've been on a Friday show with you guys, so uh, looking forward to it. Uh, apologies for coming in a little hot there at the end, boom, uh, real life kind of uh, took over, so. But yeah, that state of play was something, right, guys? It was, um, you know, it was something, yeah, it was something, yeah. I mean, I think that they did, um, you know, I saw Keely and uh, and a bunch of people on social media, um, uh, before uh, damage control kind of say, hey, set expectations. So for me, I went in not really expecting anything. Um, we'll get into that, uh, what I was expecting and and wasn't there, but. Yeah, it's going to be a great show, guys, and lots of laughs this morning. That's, you know, that's what this is all about, having fun and having a good conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, shout out to Why uh, Kick a Moo Cow. Uh, he says, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth looks like everything I wanted as a fan of the original. Only a matter of time when it hits Xbox, though, especially when Square complained about disappointing sales numbers. Yeah, we're actually going to get into it because Sony ultimately is uh, a bit responsible for the situation that uh, Square Enix is in. But, you know, you really can't put all the blame on Sony. Square Enix took the bag, right? They 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 took the bag from Sony uh, to lock up that game as an exclusive. And we're going to pull up a story Bad uh, business. That on, on how much money they lost and what impact that's actually going to have right. on the company moving forward. I have a spicy um, theory on that, Boom. And when yeah, we get to you it, know, I'll, you, I'll get I, into I, it. Yeah, we, we we absolutely will get into it. Uh, Final Fantasy VII, folks. Listen, if you, I, I bought it. I have the collector's edition right here, and Final Fantasy VII on the PS5 is astoundingly magnificent. Uh, I I gotta understand it. It's more like Spider Man as as a franchise on P on PlayStation is a personal thing for me. I've explained it numerous times on what. Uh, and my my personal feelings on the Miles Morales opening uh, for which a lot of people just consider to be DLC, and that's fine. But I absolutely loved it. Uh, and what this particular Spider-Man Two means to me personally, because of the uh, impact it had with me and my dad during the Symbionite Saga uh, back in Spider-Man Two Fifty Two in the eighties, right? So it means something to me personally, which is why I'm super stoked. So no one's. No one is suggesting here on this panel that either of those two games that were shown uh, should be diminished in any way. Spider-Man 2 is going to be amazing, no doubt. Final Fantasy VII uh, Part 2, if you want to call it, is going to be great. Uh, I have to actually finish Part 1. I'm, I'm almost like three-quarters through the game. It's like, you know, you only have so much time in a day. So I'm definitely going to finish that before I start playing uh, Boom, uh, did Part you see? 2. Boom, did you see that they announced that there's it's going to be on two-disc? 
like if that's a selling point <laughs> it's like oh it's on two yeah, discs on like, disc, which, is a, which i mean that's that means that the game is either big or i i don't even know how what, yeah you know, what, i guess i guess that they were trying to pull on those nostalgia strings that it's multi yeah well the original one had multiple discs yeah it yeah is. but i remember having to switch like, it out it was crazy. when i saw that yesterday i was like okay uh that's that's interesting that they announced that you know you know what's interesting what they didn't announce and what was in the fine print uh i'm not sure and shout out to jesse norris of xbox era who actually saw this and pointed it out uh that the, that the exclusivity on final fantasy 7 rebirth is only three months yeah. now it did not specifically say what platform now you can assume that it's going to be i would imagine pc mm-hmm. but is it safe to assume that it might also be xbox and that tokyo game show next week just saying that final fantasy 7 could be announced as a shadow drop uh, into Xbox Game Pass. Uh, that's the that that's where I'm going with it. That's where my headspace is, and we're going to break down why this this has to happen uh, for uh, for Square Enix. We're gonna we're gonna break that down momentarily. Uh, I want to welcome in everyone that's here. We're at oh my goodness, we're already at 300 people. Um, by all means, feel free to hit the like button if you're new, you're finding the channel for the first time. I'd ask that you consider subscribing. I do five shows a week, Monday through Friday, all different panels, all different shows, all great content. And folks, listen, we don't use console war or negativity. Now, are we going to give Sony some business because of a very poor showing outside of Spider-Man and and Final Fantasy VII Rebirth? Sure, because I'm just sorry to say I would do the same if Xbox had that kind of a show. And they've had those shows, and we have given them the business. So if it's okay for me as an Xbox first guy to tell Microsoft about themselves, which I've done numerous times, and everybody on this panel has done numerous times. I think it's fair that if when Sony makes a uh, you know makes a, a you know laser stinker, that we are entitled to say, hey, you know, you open. I'll put it to this way: when you open your show, just 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 for advertising purposes, let's, <laughs> let's put our let's put our advertising hats on for a second, uh, John, just for a second. You're producing this show. People are looking at you with a side eye all over the world because your June show was garbage. Let's call a spade a spade. It was pure garbage. Okay? You're selling stuff to people in your community that don't want gas games. They want single-player games. They want God of War-type stories. They want Last of Us-type of graphics. They didn't have any of that outside of showing Spider-Man. No, here's another show. They show Spider-Man, and I get it. Spider-Man's coming out in the 20th, which is only about, about, you know, five weeks away. But you open up the show. And to think about this for folks, for metrics, for metrics point of view, put your put your salesperson hat on for a second. A person lying flat in the mud, <laughs> that should have told you what this show was going to be. I'm sorry. I, I know people are going to be like, oh, boom, you're being a dick. No. Let's call a spade a spade. You open up your show with a dude lying flat in the mud and let's be honest the game didn't look that great it looked i thought it old. was i thought it was a it, borracho game remember from oh, mortal dude. kombat borracho yeah yeah but, yeah, yeah so so <laughs> it he, was he, bad he, so it, it's called baby steps and listen it, i i i call it taking a, c- a couple steps backwards uh that's not how you open up the show john let's <laughs> let's get into um your thoughts on the show as as a whole and again what again i i'm telling you right now folks take nothing away from spider-man 
the new footage and the fact that it's twice as big and we got Brooklyn and Queens now is dope. The fact yeah. that you're going to be able to customize your suits to your play style. There's over 50 suits in the game with comic uh, depictions. Dope. But mm-hmm. come on, man, John, this is yeah. this is not what the people were asking for. And no. what it what it ultimately does, at least in my opinion, John, is uh, is sell a very, very slow 2024 for PlayStation. Um, it certainly seems that way. It looks like they are going to uh, have a couple of games uh, to start off 2024 um, uh, that was announced in, in the show. But as a whole, I, I, I have seen social media that the more uh, PlayStation centric um you could say content creators are a little disappointed right now. They were not that they were expecting, you know, the world or anything like that, but they were just expecting at least one nice announcement and, and a couple of, uh, of games, like for example, stellar blade, I was expect, I was fully expecting stellar blade to, to get, a to, to get in a, a release date, right? Because it's been, they've showed that game multiple times and the show didn't deliver that. So that was quite disappointing for me. Um, and I'm sure that many of the of the PlayStation gamers out there that have been waiting for content. And this all goes back to uh, to the things that I've been saying on a couple of shows that we've been together. Boom. This is the new PlayStation. And and I think that and I think that the PlayStation uh, diehard and the PlayStation gamers have to really start accepting that this is their future. And it's not, you know, doom and gloom or anything like that. Um, PlayStation is selling very well. Um, they're, they're flying off the shelves. Um, you know, they, they've done very well with the, with this price cut that they recently did, which was very strategic in my opinion to counter Starfield. Um, and it's, they do good business as always, right? They're, they're the industry leader for a reason. Um, when it comes to, to stuff like that, to marketing and, and to putting their name out there, they're, they're the best there is. Right. But these shows are 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 starting it's it what's happening is that now it's starting to add up a little bit too much and that's what i think the problem is because you have a showcase this past june that they didn't have a show what two years prior to that two or, years yes almost almost two years prior they did not have any kind right. of a presence and then they sh- and, and everyone including myself i said it and I was wrong. I was like, "This is going to be yeah. year the, the 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 year of dreams part two, John." Yeah, definitely, definitely. It was more I, the year of nightmares. Yeah, everybody was expecting that. And and yeah. the thing is, is that that's why it's very important. One thing that I've learned from following the industry, like we do, that we listen to any news that comes in, any news cycle that comes in, is that we really have to have our ears open to what these uh to to what the leadership is saying. And Sony's leadership, Jim Ryan, for a long time, has been talking about things like um, the PlayStation core players not being enough for their first party game. So what happens? We start seeing the the trickle down of now that they're releasing on PC before the Sony diehard will tell you, no, that'll never happen. Not in a million years. Why would they do that? And listen to what leadership is telling you. Jim Ryan is telling you at face value what their future is. Is going to look like and jim came out and he said that gas games are their future that's what they're looking for he it's his mission to spend 60 percent of of his wallet to throw at gas games because they're looking for that one two or three titles that are going to propel them uh from a monetary uh standpoint for that you know uh reoccurring income 
So until they find that, guys, Jim's going to beat his head on the wall until they find that answer, right? So Helldivers yesterday. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. That it looked it looked decent. I'll I'll give it a try on PC. I, I thought I thought it looked good. You know, Hell Divers. It, it reminded me a lot of Star Wars, but that's not what the Sony core hardcore gamers are looking for. They're looking for their next. That's horizon. gonna have a niche audience, John. I, listen, yeah. I, I I know that uh, Kaysante, who played the original on his uh, PSP, I believe we were talking about. He said he absolutely loved it. Uh, this it looks good. Uh, it, it has a very Destiny-esque kind of a feel to it. Uh, it certainly has an Outriders feel to it. Mm -hmm. uh, and the game did look good. There's no doubt about it. Uh, it it looks like chaotic. Battlefront to me. To me, it looks like Star Wars Battlefront. Like it's like yeah. a, like yeah. that's the kind of like the gameplay, and and it looks interesting. Like I I, I am gonna give it a try. Um, now I'm curious to know if it's free to play or if it's gonna be a seventy dollar offering from them. I, that's... I would not be surprised if it's gonna be a seventy dollar offering. I, I I don't I don't see I that being so. a free to play game for them. I just yeah. don't. Yeah, I think so. So free and you know, Sony don't seem to mix the same way with Nintendo and free. It just they just it doesn't not part of their vocabulary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they try to they try to nickel and dime and monetize as much as possible. So that's to be expected. But um, like for example, now to to kind of talk about Spider Man a little bit. Look, I'm I'm a Spider Man stan. I'm a Marvel stan. Boom, you know, Fuzzy Web Dave. You know that my my left arm is completely filled with Marvel villains. You know, I have a whole sleeve. So I, I'm in the bag for Spider Man or. Or whatever, even the Craven the Hunter movie, I'll it's gonna be probably horrible, but I'll still watch it, you know, because I, I yeah. love comics. I grew up on this stuff, right? So they get me every time, and I have Venom uh, tattooed by uh, on my biceps, so I'm very, very excited. It looks very good. It looks like a a, a, a worthy uh, continuation of what Insomniac has done with Spider Man, and not to diminish the game at all, but I I'm starting me personally. I'm starting to get the feeling that Spider-Man is becoming kind of like a Madden-esque title for PlayStation where are, are they going to have a Spider-Man game every like two years? Which it's not bad. I mean, I'm not complaining. I'll take it every time. But I, again, I don't know. Is that kind of like what their roadmap is here? That that's that what it looks like to me is that <laughs> crazy theory here. Jim saw all all of the games on in his portfolio and he said listen there's no need anymore to build any new experiences i i think that we can use all of the assets that we have internally between all the studios and let's go crazy here let's make a god of war uh um a god of war uh um expansion now that it'll be a standalone title of atreus or something like that let's uh use horizons assets and let's uh, capitalize on that to make a horizon multiplayer game etc etc that's kind of like the template that i'm starting to kind of they not it hasn't been proven yet but i'm starting to get the feeling that that's the road that they might be going down now is it strategic i don't know you know that that's up to jim and and he's the he's the penny counter so that's not that's not our problem our problem is to play games so this this type of conversation kind of piggybacks on the fact that for years and years and years the hard the the xbox gamers have been told ask for better ask for better ask for better so it's it's it, it goes the other way too you know and i do see some of the playstation people asking for better and they're saying hey what's going on here they're starting to notice okay because again it, it's kind of hard not to say that there's 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 a there's a problem with their output 
of of what PlayStation is going to bring for the next two or three years. Nobody knows. It's a mystery, right? Like right now, the only thing that you can say for certain that they're bringing out are gas games. Where are the first? Where where's the the bread and butter? For, for PlayStation, which is that over-the-shoulder game that, you know, that story narrative game that everybody loves. And I think it's, it is a concern. Now, to are you gonna are you gonna ask later on about Final Fantasy or do we want me to get into that real fast? No, no, we we what we'll do is we'll we're gonna break it down one one piece at a time. Cause I, gotcha. I do want to spend some, uh, yeah, I want I do okay. want to spend some time on this because uh uh shout out to let me find them. Hold on. It's uh Nova Red in the chat. Now it's a name that I don't normally see. If you're finding the channel for the first time, dude. Welcome. He asked a question, and I think it's valid. He says, "Can't you give a pass like you give Xbox a pass with broken promises?" See, so I'm gonna, I'm going to assume Nova that you are finding the channel for the first time. So I'm gonna allow that to be a question that is asked without being insulted, because anyone that's here, and we already have 400 people here, I'm serious when I when it comes to here, integrity, honesty, and transparency are the foundations of this channel. Okay welcoming everyone of every platform every race creed color sexual orientation or otherwise is also a key center to what this channel is all about if you are finding the channel for the first time you don't know that everyone on this panel gave microsoft specifically xbox a whole bag of shit last year because they didn't deliver and of course i was one of the first people to say this 12 month thing stinks and i don't like it and they failed and they didn't deliver on it that is water under the bridge. Okay. We are now in 2023. They have delivered tenfold. Okay. And they're going to continue to deliver. Now, let's look at what Sony is doing. Sony is being very coy. The biggest rah rah moment for Sony in 2023 was their fight to try and block the deal. That's not that that's not good enough for gamers. Okay. You're getting Spider-Man, and I say you. We're all getting Spider-Man. I already have it pre-ordered. I got the digital deluxe edition. I'm I'm in the bag. I bought the controller. I got the plates. I'm in the bag. But I am not going to for a second let up on the fact that Jim Ryan's PlayStation is not what I want. I don't yeah. want gas games. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and more importantly, to piggyback off of what you're saying, the difference between this show and other shows that you may hear on the Internet that, you know, it sounds like, the criticism is unfair or whatever. Everyone on this panel owns a PlayStation 5. Yep. Everyone. We we all purchase it. We all game on it. So this is just criticism from consumers. That's all it is. And, uh, and, and you know, don't get in your feels for this, guys. It's just we're having a conversation here and uh, we're calling it like we see it. So. I think that's fair. Uh, Web Dave, let's bring you into the conversation. Um, look, the bottom line is Sony delivered another dud okay uh they set expectations very low i I would say like dollar tree low expectations (laughs) yep okay and they delivered on that you remove spider-man and and final fantasy from the equation the show is a two okay you add them to the equation the show is a five all right and and i say that not to take away any any uh, any shine away from either of those two mega franchises in final fantasy and spider-man the truth of the matter is is we've seen them a boatload of times yes we did see some new footage yes we got some new information that's great but is it enough the answer is it absolutely is not enough and i see people like well boom they set expectations they told you mm-hmm. sure 
they've told us. But you mean to tell me they couldn't surprise us? There couldn't be a, uh, we got one more thing for you and boom, it's a it's a trailer for the new SOCOM in development or the, the uh, Resistance Fall of Man remake or maybe a surprise MotorStorm remake. You know, or an update forever. on Wolverine. You know, something. something. You, you, you mean to tell me that you, you as, as a diehard PlayStation fan, walked away from this? Like, yeah, you know what? We're good. We got nothing to worry about. You're lying. You're straight up lying. Dave, let's talk about it. Boom. They, they did show us something new, uh, which, I, which was amazing, which was uh, three new colors that you can get the <laughs> panels in and controllers in. They're metallic. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Uh, and, and, and like the, the metallic blue, I'm not going to front, but oh but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and be but, cold but the, when you touch it. But the but the the gray slash dirty white kind of look like the system money looks now. It's just, but I'm just what I'm thinking. But no, it's uh, it was it was lackluster. It was a waste of time. If a state of play was a pos. That was it right there. It, it was it was it was not good, dude. It, it really wasn't. And and yeah, all the expectations were low. Well, that's pretty unfortunate that Sony has to set the bar so low. And and the capper, the absolute start to the show, <clears throat> baby steps, and the character falling flat on his face in the mud, all that getting smashing his face in the ground. It was like that was a metaphor for the way Sony. Uh, PlayStation is is going right now and heading into 2024. They are falling flat on their face over and over again. Now, I'm sure they have some games in the works, but some of the games they've got in the works are gas games that are going to be also on PC 60%. and a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of diehard, you know, fanboys, you know, MBG or whatever his name is was was losing his mind, you know. Oh, he he ended up giving the score. He 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 rated it an A after it was all said and done. Even though he picked apart some of the bad things about it, he said, "Oh, but it, but it was a good just good state of play overall." I'm like, dude, you were fantasy land, dreamland. At least he didn't dress up uh, like Solid Snake this time. So that was <laughs> that was good because he would look pretty ridiculous the last time. Sorry, people, I I, I, I seem extra salty. Oh it's, man, it's, I love it's, Latino Heat Web Dave. Keep on bringing it. <laughs> Let me tell you, man. Gold. Latino, I heat, love Latino uh, Heat. John Gold rubbing off on me. I love this. But it, but it, but. Right, we expect so much more from Sony. And I mean, you they're do. the market leader. Yeah. yeah. Right well, now, let, I'm like, let, let, why let's the keep, hell let's are keep, they the market leader? Let's keep it a leader? buck, as the kids say. They, 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 they you got to understand something, folks. Yeah. Okay. Microsoft has done, let's talk Xbox. They've done some pretty dumb shit. <laughs> but I mean, they, they certainly have. Mm-hmm. They've had their share of dropping the egg on the floor. Yep. But we cannot, we cannot for a second forgive Sony for taking two years off, resting on laurels that they earned. Their first party games are brilliant. Now, mm-hmm. maybe some people in the chat are like, well, boom, I don't agree with that. I hear you. I have mm-hmm. a PlayStation 5 for those over-the-shoulder, story-driven, adult-themed content type of games. I dig those. Maybe some of the people don't like them. Maybe they're too samey for you. I hear you. But I like those games. But we cannot forget that after a two-year hiatus, Dave, they show up with a stinker of a show 
filled with gas games that nobody asked for, whether you are a diehard PlayStation second fan stinker or in a row, boom. Second and this is now the second one. That's yep. this is what I'm getting at. Please continue. Oh, no, no, no it's, okay. it, it, it's it's uh, but it's it's like enough, <laughs> you know. The only and people are like you know well now now the the, the bar that was like you know or the secret show and it's like then they had one. It's like oh well the next secret show is going to be coming out in November. Oh, is it? Is it? Maybe or. You know, and I, I, I'm sure they're going to have some kind of game announcement at the Keeleys. Something, even if it's a, a maybe an update at that point for Wolverine with still no date. But but they'll probably have something to show or something, you know, because the, 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 if they don't, it's it, people really need to be worried for Sony if they don't have anything at the Keeleys. And and it's looking like they're not going to have anything other than some third party mentions at the Tokyo Game Show, which is coming up on Thursday. Yes, and Microsoft is going to blow the doors off the Tokyo Game well, we Show. Think, I mean, if you, what we who, if you consider who's going to be there, yeah, uh, we have we have confirmation that Phil Spencer is going to be at the Tokyo Game Show. We have confirmation mm-hmm. that Aaron Greenberg is going to be at the Tokyo Game Show. It's safe to assume. Sarah Bond, oh yes, who is uh, a, a key figure uh, in uh, the relationships with Japanese studios that are making games for Xbox, whether that be multi-platter exclusive, she's probably going to be there as well. And uh, again, we're going to get into the Square Enix situation. They're in a pickle financially. Uh, they lost two billion dollars because of Final Fantasy 16's exclusivity deal with Sony. I have some numbers as for. The, uh, what was sold in Final Fantasy VII, folks, it's it's not good. You know, the PlayStation players. Jim Ryan said it. I'm only I'm only quoting him. We're not enough because we're just not buying the games, yep. and that's that's a fact. And I I, I will again. I, you you want to challenge my opinion? That's fine. Oh no, we can have a conversation. That's out of Jim's mouth I, himself. Boom. The, the numbers. The numbers. Another don't thing, lie, Dave. And another thing, Dave, uh, I'll jump in real fast. Go ahead. The, the strategy of releasing uh, exclusive on PlayStation and then down the line releasing on PC is not working either. With the exception of, I think, Spider-Man and God of War, those have been the only success that um, PlayStation has seen outside of releasing day and date on PC. Um, th- those two games are are really the only barometer for success that they have. Everything else with the delayed release on pc i i think it's hurting those though the capability of those sales so that's another conversation though yeah it's um it, it, you're, you're spot on absolutely uh the, the 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 stuff that they're that they are planning they need to let us know more about it People are always bragging and gone. The only thing they come back to are their, you know, the great system sales. Well, the reason the system sales are selling so well is because they were so hard to get for a long time. Yeah. And, and, and all those people that, you know, bought them up and were selling them at a higher price, you know, because of all the great games and, and the market leadership, but the market leadership at some point is going to be in jeopardy. And Microsoft just keeps making steps toward the right direction. And, and it's, Look, we need Microsoft, we need Sony, we need Nintendo. If we don't have all those companies pulling and putting out great product, we don't have competition. Yeah, we have to have competition to make them work hard. That's a right balance. now, 
Sony feels like well, they, they feel are, entitled. Yeah. Yeah, and they and, and they need to dig in and start putting out something. Now, hopefully they are, and they think Jim's new direction, Gas Games, is the way to go. A little well, too little too late. Well, I well, think. Dave, and, and the last thing I'll say, because I'm actually waking up now, because <laughs> I barely, I got out of bed and I came running over here, and now is when, like, the Latino heat, I'm waking up now, okay? I'm fully awake. So <laughs> I, I think that one thing that I forgot to mention, Dave, and you reminded me now when you, when you were mentioning what you were saying, is that the template going forward looks like it's going to be gas games throughout the year and one big title, like one Spider-Man. One goes to Tsushima. Yeah. That's gonna be. I I don't think that that PlayStation going forward is gonna have multiple first party big AAA releases anymore back to back in one year. I think that they're gonna hold one per year and then and then sprinkle in the gas games throughout. That's that's at least what I'm predicting here. Agreed. It, it's it's probably what is going to happen because folks. I mean, let's let's Sony's games are so well produced. And they're so they're they're usually like they release excellent. Now Horizons, you know, didn't release good. That's why I didn't care for it as much. Too many bugs. It's fine. They wind up fixing it. Uh, Grand Turismo Seven was just a, egregious on every level. What a mess. Um, but like God, when when God of War, uh, you know, the second the second part came out, it was flawless, right? Spider Man is probably going to be flawless as well. So they do spend a lot of money. Their games are costing a ridiculous amount of money to make. They need, and Spider-Man, let's not make a mistake here. It's going to sell 20 million copies. Now, maybe that's not the first, you know, year. Maybe it sells, I, I, I predicted 10 million by end of year. Because obviously Spider-Man is a big IP. He's, most, he's the world-renowned superhero. <laughs> it's an exclusive to the box. They have nearly 50 million uh, PS5s out there. This is a PS5 exclusive. It makes sense. It, it makes perfect sense that it's going to buy. People that have PlayStation 4s that were hoping for a PS4 version, they're not getting it because this game is just, it's a monster-sized game. They better so hope it sells, or else Marvel's going to start it's, asking it, questions. Yeah, well, I mean, it is the the, the third Spider-Man in, what, what was it, five years or something like that? That's, yep. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a, their new expansion pack coming out, right? Oh, Well, <laughs> I mean, it's it's double the size of the original 2018 yeah, and I, I, me personally, I, it, it, it's, I mean, they, it's Queens and it, and it's Brooklyn. I mean, those, those, those I live in New York City, folks. Oh, yeah. so I live in Westchester, but I patrol in New York City, and, and the city is huge. So, uh, well, Dave, Jigga J make, brings a good point. Did you have Taco Bell? Because he says that it causes Latino heat. <laughs> I did not have Taco Bell. This Christmas. I did not. Uh, I did not. And big, not big, big Mad Mo says, uh, what they showed was uh, not a reason to buy a PlayStation Five, and. He, yeah, he's not he's not wrong. Let's let's bring in Fuzzy Belvedere. Let's talk about the uh, the show, because uh, then we're going to get into uh, why Square Enix is in a pickle. And we got some stats and some numbers. Thanks to J-Rock on Twitter, as well as a bunch of other people who have been tweeting left, right and center regarding this. What, let, let's get your take on the show. <laughs> I gave it a six out of ten. Um, I, I, I guess I was a little, little more generous on the show. For the most part, we can at least. Thanks, Sony, for still supporting the PSVR 2, considering the confusion as far as how well this thing is doing. They were like, oh, it's off to a great start. And then it's like, uh, it didn't meet expectations. And, you know, the PSVR is something that 
you know, even some of the, you know, bigger content creators out there were saying that's collecting dust kind of thing. So to see that they're still making games, is at least a positive sign that they're at least still supporting it. Or maybe these are games that were already close to the finish line. So they might as well release some type of thing. But uh, at least that thing is still on life support. Uh, but as far as the game shown, I mean, other than Spider-Man, Helldivers 2 was the only other thing of interest for me. Uh, Helldivers 2 basically being a Starship's Trooper or Starship Troopers um, yeah. uh, game. It, it, it looks kind of cool, um, but it, it's one of those things where I don't know if PlayStation guys will take to that game quite like if it was on a multiplayer platform like Xbox in comparison. So we'll see how well it does. But for the most part, that and Spider-Man were the only things of interest and in all the cool outfits and stuff as far as uh, for, for Spider-Man. But, um, you know, it's about time they expanded on on the New York uh, map. So it's it's good to see that. And I'm assuming this is PS5 only, so shouldn't be any problems as far as. Uh, yeah, it, it is PS5 <laughs> only. That's confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. So with the, the bigger map loading, shouldn't be a problem. Uh, that SSD at work. But, you know, it is what it is. Oh, but my God. The rest of the show just like I, I could see if it was like kind of like a joke game where the baby steps was like, you know, something to kind of throw in there. But the lead off with it was kind of weird. I don't know if they were kind of testing things in that regard, but. Yeah, it, it just seems like Sony is not doing normal Sony things where they give you, you know, a heads up two, three, four years out as far as the games on the roadmap. I mean, sure, yes, they listed third party and indie, but where's Stellar Blade? Where's Pragmata? I mean, th- there's there's a number of other third party deals that they were quick to sign to prevent them from coming on Xbox. Where are they? Yeah, like I know that one studio that was doing like a multiplayer shooter kind of thing, uh, where they they wound up laying off half the studio. I don't know if Bungie was part of the responsibility for killing that off, or or if that just didn't pan out. We still haven't heard anything more about Kotor. I guess that's indefinitely gone, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this this should have been a little bit better show overall as far as third party is concerned, and. I'll, I'll save the real smoke for, for uh, when they actually have a showcase next year. <laughs> but uh, yeah, for the most part, all of those, you know, fake Sony insiders talking about a secret showcase. It's like, uh, when, when was this secret showcase? I mean, it's, it must be so secret. Even they didn't even know that. It Sony doesn't even know when it's thing, happening. So. It's, it's being held back from them. Yeah. Ridiculous. But, um, and you know, what's even at more some concerning? point Sony steps up. Hmm? You, you know what's even more concerning for them, Fuzzy? I feel that Sony didn't listen to the feedback. That's yeah. that's what I think that is the most disappointing thing. And and we're you know we're not fully invested into the PlayStation ecosystem. For so for yeah. us, it, it's it's all right. Well, that's what you're going to be offering. That's fine. I'll, I'm uh, we'll play Spider Man. Cool. Whatever the case may be. But for for their gamers, they they really did not listen to the feedback from that June showcase. And if yeah. they would have. I, they would have at least had that one more thing that I think everybody was really hoping for. Yeah. And, and for the most part, the one more thing wound up being final fantasy, but it, it that was kind of already known from the summer yeah. uh, games, uh, games of the summer with the Keeley and stuff. So I, hopefully, you know, I, I still have the box. I still play GT seven on it. Still hoping at some point they move that over to PC, but 
you know, I, I, I'll be honest, Nintendo show held my interest more between, um, you know, the outrun knockoff. Was it horizon something two or something yeah, that they had really and then the, uh, good. So F-Zero yeah, cool. 99. Then they yeah, have, the, they have the new peach game. Like I said, they yeah. had the Donkey Kong versus Mario. Oh dude, my daughter wants that bad now that peach of course, game, dude, they, they got well, her finally they're 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 you know they're trying to appeal to a, a female demographic which you'd love you love to see and yeah. it looked great it really did look fantastic dude come on yeah, yeah so ho- hopefully sony gets back on their horse as far as the the old days of you know wowing us and stuff like that but uh right now somebody that's not normally into nintendo i took i, I had more to take away from the nintendo show than the state of play yeah, and That's we're actually going to get in, we're going to get into the Nintendo show because there, there really was a lot there. Like I saw some people trying to downplay what they showed, and maybe a lot of those games are not for you. But I, I from a nostalgic point of view, it's it was screaming my name. Um, gentlemen, let's let's move on to uh, Final Fantasy VII uh, Rebirth. Let's talk about what's going on with Square Enix because I think that that there there is really a, there's a major problem here. Um, so shout out to J Rock of Twitter who is consistently uh getting out there on the socials and giving us the information uh that we know that that we wanted and sometimes uh information that we didn't know we needed. Um uh, if you're curious, folks, and you want to know how well Final Fantasy VII sold, well, thanks to J Rock, we have the numbers. Uh now this this is uh official numbers from Square. This is from 2020 when it was uh, Final Fantasy VII part one released uh and this this stat includes final fantasy 7 remake and final fantasy 7 remake into integrate which was the upgrade to it okay two different titles two titles sold separately uh what's interesting here and i think what's more concerning than anything is when you merge 118 million playstation 4s which we're able to play Final Fantasy VII Remake. And then you turn around and you add, let's just say, uh, half of what... Uh, well, you know what? We're going to go crazy here. 45 million plus PS4, uh, PS5s that are available. Merge the numbers. Folks, I'm no mathematician. That's, that's, that, that's almost uh, a, a little over uh, 160 million PlayStation consoles combined. That's that's a lot of consoles, right? So now this is where we get ridiculous. According to the actual stats, this is Square Enix. They have sold and shipped 7 million copies of Final Fantasy VII Remake and Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate versus 160 million PlayStation units out there that are able to play this game. That's why they're in trouble. Unfortunately, Square Enix bet on Sony, which is the market leader currently and continues to be the market leader and probably will be the market leader for a couple of years until Microsoft integrates all of these new studios and they're pumping out four and five AAA bombs per year and then Sony's not going to be able to keep up. Then that's when you're going to see the grip is going to start to loosen, maybe even slip. Seven million folks. I think. I mean, again, let, let, let's put on the big boy pants, folks, and let's let's talk some numbers. 7 million copies shipped and sold both digitally and physically versus 160 million consoles out there. Folks, you're not enough. We're not enough. And Jim Ryan told you to your face that we're not enough. And here's a perfect example. Well, 
I want to continue this this uh, this spiral down the drain for for Square Enix. Let's pull up a story from GameIndustry.biz. Now, I really don't really care so much for them, so I'm not going to click on the article, but I'm going to give you the information that was sent to me uh, privately. Square Enix has lost over two billion in its uh, in value since Final Fantasy 16 launched on PlayStation Five. Uh, PlayStation Five as an exclusive. So all of the money profit that they made last year has been wiped away with one release. Final Fantasy 16 not releasing on PC and not releasing on Xbox or anywhere else but PlayStation 5 cost the company $2 billion. This is why they're probably going to be filing for Chapter 11 if, 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 or, or get acquired. Because this exclusivity deal, even though it's their fault and they took the bag from Sony, what do you think? Why do you think they had Phil Spencer come out on stage? Because they know that there are people in the Xbox community that are thirsty for Final Fantasy VII content, like they like that you that you find on your PlayStation Five. Unfortunately, the PlayStation Five community is not supporting it. Now, am, am I here to say that the Xbox players will support it more? Well, I honestly don't know, because Xbox has a ton of their own first-party RPGs, i.e. Starfield, which is just killing it. And we're going to get into where people are, you know, your level, what you're thinking about the game towards the end of the show. I want to go first here to Fuzzy. I'm going to rewind the uh, rewind the, um, the panel here. Fuzzy, th- these, these numbers are grim, and it speaks of really poor decision-making at Square Enix. Uh, it does potentially suggest that Sony being the market leader, they bet on Sony, they bet wrong, and they lost $2 billion. So if we take two, if we take three Final Fantasy releases, and you just look at the poor sales, it makes sense that why at the end of the PlayStation Showcase, when you read the fine print, it says only a three-month uh, exclusivity deal for Final Fantasy VII Part Two. Makes perfect sense. Now, again, we can suggest that it's going to be on PC immediately, which makes sense. But I'm telling you, folks, next week is the Tokyo Game Show, and Bill Spencer has already been up there with Square Enix. I would not be surprised in the absolute least. And I remember, this is not a me throwing it out there that I know something. This is just a, a shot in the dark, and I could be wrong. They get up on stage, Microsoft, they're going to be there in a big way, and they announce that Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake day one in game pass right now shadow drop and then of course then the, then the then the information comes out that next year after the three-month exclusivity uh play that sony has locked up part two is going to come to xbox I, I i wrote the script for it It sounds perfect is it going to happen i don't know let's talk about this uh fuzzy yeah that that idea would that i would say it'd be a perfect ending uh to the year as far as with uh all the uh you know, closeness that, you know, Xbox and, and uh, Square have had over the this past six months or so. Uh, it'd be a, a great way to finish out the year. But, um, you know, it, their previous president definitely made some poor decisions as far as uh, taking, you know, the bag, I guess you could say, as far as from Sony. And in, I guess, most situations, it would have paid off. But it just seems like other bad decisions that Square's made by selling off their, you know, other studios, which... You know, they always dog them about not meeting expectations. It's almost like, what expectations do, does this company have 
Um, and are they not able to kind of scale a game based on those expectations? But it, I, I think the big thing now is Tokyo Game Show is right around the corner. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a bigger announcement as far as, and I, I know people are probably tired of acquisition stuff. We still got ABK lurking in the background, but hopefully that gets wrapped up here, you know, by this time next month. Um, but I would not be surprised if Square, after losing $2 billion in value, if acquisition isn't, you know, further on the table. We know that, you know, Microsoft has targeted uh, Square in the past and that there have been talks. Maybe that, you know, kind of led to part of the reason why, you know, they they uh, uh, got rid of, you know, Crystal Dynamics and my uh, Eidos Montreal and stuff. But um, I, I think Square is at a, a crossroad now where if they're not acquired by by uh, Microsoft, because it doesn't look like Sony is willing to acquire them. They're willing to drain them for every drop they can. Well, I mean, just yeah. look at, the, but see, here's the thing, Fuzz, you bring up a fantastic point. Like, I was the, one of the first people to say it's almost like written itself why <laughs> Sony would invest, right? It makes perfect sense, but yeah. it makes perfect sense when I, listen, folks, I, I'm not a, a numbers guy. I don't have a degree in business. I'm a retired New York City police officer. What the, what the hell do I know? I'm just reading the stats to you. But I mean, it, it if you want to put on your investors hat, why would Sony, why would Sony invest in um, Square Enix when their games are not selling like gangbusters? Yeah. If, if Final Fantasy VII Remake, which by the way is brilliant, absolutely astonishing how good that game is. And it only moved 7 million copies in two different versions over 160 million plus uh, consoles out in the wild. If you're Sony, you're like, well, we're not, we're not going to buy them for you know three billion or whatever it is because why? Because if, if they're not buying our games, what? Why are they going to buy them when they're exclusive? They're just not. Yeah. So it, they're they literally, you said it. They're draining them dry like a vampire. But who said that's not part of the plan? Because Jim, well, 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 that, we, and we, that's where we, the we will get to you. you. I, I knew yep. that's where you were going, John. We will get to you <laughs> in a heartbeat. But your your opinion is solid and very sound. But please continue, Fuzzy. Yeah, I I just hope you know Square is able to kind of get back on their feet at some point, and whether that means you know having more of their titles release the same date on on Xbox or not, or whether it's you know broadening their their scope as far as PC releases because. You know, Final Fantasy 16 not releasing on PC, I think, was a serious mistake. Um, but that's nor here nor there. But yeah, now it's too late. Yeah, I, I I think this this new president is a little more keen on on you know business sense of things. But uh, we'll we'll see next week if there's any big announcements, uh, whether it's Xbox related or just Square related in general. But uh, yeah, they're they're going to have to figure something out because. We don't want to see them go away or, or you know, I, I would say in a perfect world at this point, the way that they're headed, maybe Capcom should, you know, acquire them type of thing and, uh, you know, kind of move them into the fold that way. But that that's a whole other can of worms. But, yeah, I, I, I think they're going to have to look at Xbox and PC more to kind of recoup some of the, you know, losses or expenditures that they're they're unable to keep up with type of thing. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, first of all, before we bring in uh, John Wolf on this, I want to catch up on the Super Chats. There's been quite a few of them. The first one of the day comes from our good friend, Drawn TJ. Drops very generous $2 Super Chat and says, 
Hi guys, no PS6. King David is right. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, I understand what King's putting down, and he, you know, he, he, he's usually, you know, usually right on his theories. Um, I, I just can't see them not doing a PS6. I just, I just don't see them not, uh, because their hardware sells so freaking good, it makes too much sense to bring out a PS6. But we, we'll see, uh, drawing TJ James Gibson. Drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, the problem with Sony gamers is, uh, uh, gamers, this uh, is what happens when you don't, when you care about first party only and nothing else. Gamers need to grow uh, and get out of that mindset. I mean, they, Sony right now, uh, I, would, I would say that they are probably neck and neck with Nintendo when you talk about first party and their releases because Nintendo's first parties, uh, they don't. They they sell so well. It's almost it, their ratio of system sale to uh, I mean console sold to game is the highest in the industry. Sony is not even close to them. Not in the prop. Not not by a long shot or a country mile if you want to be facetious. Um, but they do sell well. Like Spider Man, twenty million plus, twenty five million plus. God of War again, another big seller. Horizon, you know, a, a double digit uh, millions for them. That with the first one, I don't know so much for the second one. And I think those numbers that are for part two are inflated because they forced people who bought a PlayStation 5 to get a copy of this. So it was inflated numbers artificially. I, mean, I think Sapo in the chat, uh, she said that that uh, that Spider-Man 2 is potentially going to have that happen. But I think Spider-Man 2 is going to sell very well. Like I said, I think that end of 2023, you, you'll see the number of 10 million uh, 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 pieces sold. It's, it's going to be a great game. There's no doubt about it. Um, but we'll see. We will see. Uh, now we have a new super chat from uh, Kings, who drops. Now I, I it's it says here an A. I believe it's a twenty dollars super chat, but it says thirty one dollars super chat. So thank you, Kings, for the absolute generosity. Welcome to the show. Hopefully you are enjoying it uh, enough to hit the like button and potentially, uh, you know, obviously uh, subscribe to the channel. Uh, Drawing TJ drops an additional five dollars super chat and says PlayStation has the Don Matrick two and that's Jim Ryan. Xbox has <laughs> Phil, and that's like Sean Layton. I mean, we we are seeing the companies do a roles reversal in, in the way that they do things. So there, there is some truth to that. Abacab72 drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, you're forgetting about PlayStation 5's biggest banger, Baby Steps. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, that was not a good way to open up. Uh, John, let's, let's get to your theory, because uh, I think I know exactly what you're trying to put down. And it would be pretty crazy if this if it played out this way. Talk about it. Yeah, it's just very strange in the way when you st start adding stuff up. And and remember, boom, me and you for a living, we used to investigate, and you know, we well, you used to. I, I'm still, I'm still doing it. I'm still <laughs> active for work and stuff. But uh, what what happens is is that when you put when you start putting the picture together, right? Like there's no there's no one that can tell me that all of this isn't uh square by square basically announced phil spencer coming out in that show and they were like everybody clap for phil spencer everybody clap get on your feet right now like the 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 new ceo and the other dude couldn't stop hugging him it was it was hilarious to see that and and the thing is is that i do think that playstation and jim i think that they left square enix at the altar i really do i i think that they were prepared to be uh bought out and what happened is actually, right, I, I, I think that the ABK acquisition kind of 
uh put everything at at like in, in a frenzy over over in, in the PlayStation camp because to this day, and there's no one that's gonna tell me different. I think that they completely overpaid for Bungie. They they way overpaid for Bungie, and that's fine. That was their need. They're looking for the gas, they're looking for the dollar. Um, understood. But I still think that because of that purchase that they made, I think that that set back certain things like the acquisition eventually of Square Enix because Square was prepared. They sold off all their all their Western stuff. They were cutting the fat. They were trimming it so that they can present themselves, you know, as as, as the beautiful bride for for Jim and PlayStation. And, and, and they got left at the altar. So I think that it slowly became after that let's Jim and 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 the PlayStation camps like let them sink to, to get to rock bottom price and then we'll swoop in for 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 the purchase. That's what it seems like. And with the way that Square is reacting now, it, it it's like to me it's pretty telling to be honest with you. Now that's just a theory. We'll never be able to prove this stuff, but that's that's the way that that I see that that happened there. Now with your comment of seven million, uh um sold for final fantasy 7 remake that that's i'm i'm sorry guys that's if you grew up during the playstation 1 generation and you know how big of a game final fantasy 7 was for the playstation brand not only for the playstation brand but for gaming in general that's a staple that's like a staple in in video game history that that to me was a no-brainer that um, PlayStation probably believed and Square believed that they were going to sell so many copies and it, it, it fell flat on its face. And the reason that it fell flat on its face, it's because they signed that exclusive deal. Now we have to go back in history a little bit and we have to remember that, that by all accounts, Sony is, uh, are the ones in working together with Square that greenlit the project. So it does seem like if that original contractual agreement um, came back and it bit them because that's a game that should be celebrated across multiple platforms on day one. Square really sold themselves short on their own IP and really sold sold the gamer short by not having that game day one on PC and Xbox and, and, and Switch. Wherever you can get the game, you got to get it in front of as many people as possible. That should that should be the goal for a company like Square because they are a third party uh, a publisher so they need um it's a balance right sometimes you need money from these secure deals to actually work on the development of a game but still you need to you need to be strategic in what it is that you're willing to give up if you're willing to give up an octopath traveler by all means but a megaton like final fantasy with the weight that that ip has had historically sorry, if you want that IP to be exclusive to you, you need to out, outright buy us. Like there's no other way that we can, that we can afford to, to make this game exclusive for you. It's like right now, you know, uh, resident evil, you know, the, the next resident evil being exclusive for, for any platform. It just doesn't make sense for Capcom to do that. They did that back in, uh, in the GameCube days and, and yeah, it was successful for them, but that was a different time guys. You know, these games are costing a lot of money. Um, the the if as going forward, I think that these exclusivity deals, um, we're gonna we're gonna see Final Fantasy as a true test to 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 show the industry that hey, you better make sure that this game is gonna sell. I worry for Stellar Buns. I really worry for that game. We saw what happened to Returnal. 
Returnals. I, 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 till this day, I don't even think Returnal has made it to the million uh, sell mark. Uh, they haven't announced. You know what? I'll look it up right now. Hold on. On on PlayStation, I don't think that they've made it to to a million in sales. And if they have, that's news to me. Maybe across the board when you mix PC. But these these types of these types of games here, not that they're five hundred and sixty thousand copies on PlayStation Five is what it sold. Yeah, and and again, not like we shouldn't expect a game like that either to sell as much as Spider Man or God of War. Understood. I, I understand that. But at the same time, um, it it really does hurt these games to be exclusive to one platform unless it's you know unless it's it's something like you know like a returnal that's being built on that platform etc etc but for like a mega franchise like final fantasy i think that square completely shot themselves in the foot and to be honest with you playstation's plan was to let them sink hey let them hit rock bottom and we'll come in and we'll swoop them for for pennies on the dollar and it looks like they were heading down that route and the new ceo said uh-uh it's ain't gonna happen on my watch you know I, i'm i need to bring this company back up and caught get phil spencer wants the game on on xbox let's get him on xbox look what they did now look final fantasy uh um the the new one Three months exclusive is all they're getting, and that's probably because they had to really renegotiate that contract with PlayStation and say, look, we can leave it exclusive, but three months is the only thing we can give you. I mean, we're not going to be able to bring the third game out if we continue down this road. So, and we want to finish that game. And obviously we want to, to keep on, you know, we, we want to keep on running as a business. So at the end of the day, boom, I, I just think that this just goes to show everyone that just because your game is on PlayStation only, that's not, that doesn't always equate to a win. And that's very important. And I think that this is a good lesson for the industry to learn. No, it, it's fantastic points. I got some Returnal uh, Steam stats in front of me, folks. Uh, uh, 38, 38 minutes ago, there were 110 people playing it. Um, it was, um, they sold 159,000 units on Steam. You combine that with the 550,000 units sold on PlayStation 5, it's not even a million. So they didn't, that, that game did not break. And again, Graham was fantastic. Uh, not, not, not my cup of tea, but he talked to someone like Mr. Badbit, who represents PlayStation very well. He absolutely adored it. So many people that I know played it. Uh, just, just not my bag. But yeah, that, that's the numbers on Steam. 159,000 uh, uh, 159, copies sold. That that is as of today. I'm I'm literally reading the Steam uh, stats right now. Uh, the average play time is 15.3 hours. Uh, and the medium play time uh, is, uh, is 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 a little less than 12.5. So there there you go. Um, Dave, let's bring you into the conversation, brother. You are a money guy. You obviously do do this for a living. Uh, the numbers just don't add up for Square Enix. Uh, and uh, like I said, I. I could be completely a thousand percent wrong, but you had you and I were talking in the green room prior to going live, and we we both come to the, the realization that Tokyo Game Show is going to be big for Xbox. Yes. Sony's going to have a very small presence there. Um, they're probably going to do some again a very updates with some of their games. Maybe we'll get a surprise or three. That would be wonderful. Um, but Microsoft is going to be there in a big way, uh, and we know that because Phil Spencer is going to be there, and potentially Sarah Bond, and we know Aaron Greenberg is going to be there. Mm-hmm. When you have these level, these C level uh, executives showing up to an event this big, you would imagine you're going to have some sort of a big announcement. Uh, the big announcement could very well come uh, at as Final Fantasy VII uh, remake dropping into Game Pass makes sense, uh, and then of course 
it you know just follow the evidence there's only a three-month exclusivity deal with final fantasy 7 part 2 for playstation 5 so right it does seem right it does seem about about right um let's get your take on these these um ridiculous numbers and and why square enix is probably no longer going to make these kind of deals with sony unless of course sony does purchase them yeah the um i mean it was almost um, almost a month to the day when they got the new leadership in place uh that they had phil spencer out on their stage you know at the at the final fantasy 14 event uh and it's a big event that's a big huge game it's probably one of the biggest um monthly um um purchases people do as far as um, a subscription uh game uh of that type uh right now it's it's bigger than 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 wow um so it's um it's big and uh, it didn't used to be that way they had to they had to make some changes to make some adjustments um both my son and my daughter uh, both play they love it they try to give me a play all the time i've played a few times but uh but you know but the but the point is that's that's their that's their big money maker right now and they did make some deals with the devil uh to um you know to you know what they thought at the time you know were were, were good deals for their company um i i believe that the the old leadership um he was kind of stuck in his ways and was you know was not willing to to branch out as much felt a lot of loyalty um to sony um which i i guess i get but in the end it's a business that's why he was removed as a ceo and they put a new person in place and the new uh, the new ceo is very receptive uh to them getting back uh to their former glory and with that said i think that um you know that the the best way for them to move forward is to actually make deals with um with microsoft if if not um you know they've at one point we know from the from the trial um that um they were in consideration for a purchase from microsoft so which surprised a lot of people but microsoft you know as we know now phil's not playing any games you know or the only game he is playing is the is the game to win uh he, he he's he's ready for it and he's uh he's they're they're making the deals they're you know they've spent a lot of time in japan they spent a lot of time uh curating um the trust of the of the Japanese market, and they still got a long way to go for sure. We we know that, but they're doing all the right things. And even though it seems to us like it's been forever since you know, but but that was a lot of the stuff that in the past was under old regimes and old leadership at Microsoft, and and Phil from the get go from day one has said that this is an important market. We need. You know, we need to, and he now has the power and the support of their CEO, Satya Nadala, that uh, that they are going to make, uh, you know, the the right decisions to get into to get where they need to be, and I and it just it feels it just has that feeling that they are going to make some kind of good announcements. Now, whether it's with Square, which hopefully it will be, because he said there's some other things in the works, depending on what they can do. Um, seven. I don't know how long that agreement is in play for, but because um, we know Sony extended it uh, to a degree, but um, but I have a feeling that um, you know M Microsoft is is really they 
They want it for the fans. Phil wants it because the people that play on his platform want it. And there's a lot of people. Boom, you may you may or may not enjoy Final Fantasy. It may not be your bag, but that's okay. Oh no, Final Fantasy is Final Fantasy Seven is my bag for sure. Well, there you go, yeah. there you go. Yeah. But 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 the, but the but the point is that they need Microsoft. That is needs games for everybody. Yes. So every little niche, every little market, every little bits and pieces that they can pull together, they need that. And um and and I, and I commend them for working toward that. And but I, I think Tokyo Game Show is really going to be um an awakening. <laughs> and this ABK deal is getting done. A lot of people are like, "Oh, it's just a matter of time for it closing." It is closing. Yeah, it's it, going to be closing it, the right way. I'm hoping by next Friday we'll have some big information. Yeah. So so let's uh let's hold on to our hats on that. But it's coming, uh, and it is going to get finished one way or the other. Worst case scenario, and and Microsoft still has the nuclear option to close over before their deadline. And if it comes down to it, don't you think that they won't? Because they will. You know, we're we're getting close to that uh, three and a half billion to four and a half billion, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, increase in in a walk away fee. Microsoft does not want to pay that, obviously, so they want to get this deal done. There's no one stopping them. The deal, the deal is it's going to get done. And, And and if that's how they close out the year. Uh, or they close out, uh, you know, the, the the month of September, October. That's going to be a big way to close out the year because you got to remember, um, Tokyo Game Show. We we are expecting some things, uh, and there is the the big one, the crown jewel of, of of the industry for a lot of people. That's the Game Awards. Now, maybe people don't, you know, you know, rate it as high as I do. I, I really, I really do look forward to it. I don't always agree with some of the shenanigans that come out of Keeley. But it doesn't mean that I don't enjoy the program because I, I I truly do look forward to it. Um, I mean, who's to say that on top of and again, just I'm just painting a picture here. It's a broad stroke, so I could be a thousand percent wrong, and more than likely I am. But just imagine this scenario, folks, just for shits and giggles, for Xbox, not PlayStation. Xbox at the Tokyo Game Show announce that Final Fantasy VII is coming to the platform. And it's in Game Pass. Microsoft gave them a huge bag, right? Because Phil, like Dave just said, wants their players to enjoy this game. And why not have it in the service, right? So that's wonderful. Uh, ABK closes. Call of Duty is now Xbox first party. Uh, Now, a running theory is that if this thing somehow closes and the deal was reworked, Who's to say that Call of Duty doesn't find its way to Game Pass? Again, it's 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 a complete shot in the dark theory, but why not, right? So you have Final Fantasy VII finally on Xbox in Game Pass. You close ABK, Call of Duty is first party along with Blizzard and all of, of, of King. And of course, you close out the year at the Game Awards with something first party for Xbox being shown. Maybe they show Senua's of fighting mechanics maybe we saw maybe we get a chance to see a god of war-esque level where she's running around and she's fighting these huge monsters and and that and what what a year that would be for xbox and if you weren't a fan i'm sorry to say you're probably going to be one you're probably running out or asking mom and pop to get your next box for christmas well guess what boom i i'm thinking about this logically if Okay, here we go. So check this out. Yeah, for them, it. for them to come out on Tokyo Game Show and shadow drop Final Fantasy VII on Xbox, I think that is, I think that is a little bit of a, a in that pipe dream 
area. Yeah, but sure. you know, but you know what's not? You know what is one hundred percent possible that they do the same thing like they did with um with Death Stranding, where they release it on PC Game Pass because there's already a PC version of Final Fantasy VII. It that 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 exists out there. The only thing that they need to do is do the same thing that they did for Death Stranding, and yeah. that's encode the Xbox Live awareness stuff, and that's it. They can they can literally shadow drop that game, and to me, I would think that that doesn't take a lot of work on the back end. Now, I, I don't know that, but I would think that that's a lot easier than developing a whole game for Xbox because what what I think that PlayStation did here is that they locked up the Final Fantasy VII uh uh that like the whole the the three games that are going to expand because i think there's going to be one more after this right because they're trying to they're trying to do that whole three disc thing like that was on on playstation one i think that playstation locked it down until all three games are released like they can't release anywhere else is probably what they did on any other console if i i'm thinking that right but the pc stuff 100 possible especially when we see it with death stranding which by the way correct me if i'm wrong guys maybe i'm wrong here is that not a sony owned ip is the, death stranding not owned by sony the only difference is the only uh, flaw in your logic mm -hmm. is that when death stranding was made at that time, Sony didn't have a company to to make their games on PC to transfer them over. In other words, to 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 code them. That's where they bought Nixus. Right, yes. they're played by Nixus. So Nixus is now in in play on a lot of things. And so when that was made, Death Stranding was made. It was a third party company, and they didn't, for whatever reason lock down the rights to the PC version <clears throat> on because they just you know they weren't thinking PC they're only thinking console wars so so that's why why that happened and and with that since it did happen Sony has gone back in on their deals with the exclusive and I believe with with uh, Square so that it it actually ties into gotcha. exclusivity on PC and that but it, but but there is you know there is a chance that this that the deal is a yearly and has to be re-upped and 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 then coming up you know with microsoft being you know being very generous with their payouts that they could possibly all those rights could still could you yeah. know, e even though we think it's in, in inevitable or, or i guess ongoing it may be you know square still has the okay cool well we're not going to renew that deal with sony this year now we're going to go everywhere and they have that option especially if microsoft is throwing a bunch of money at them which we know phil can do i hope they do and i hope that and it's not even an xbox thing right i i just hope that that square does what's best for them and that's if they release on on pc on you know on, on xbox on switch through streaming yep. whatever you need to do to get back on your feet and and be you know like square enix it would be Oh, it would be such a shame because a CEO made such bad deals for a company like that just to go under. It, it's it, I, I, as a gamer, I don't want to see that. I don't think anybody else wants to see that. Right. So just do do what you guys need to do to to, you know, to to raise up. You know, and 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 just stop making these bad deals that don't make any sense with with your right. you know your megaton IPs. It's just it's just bad business, and it well, makes that's you why they got rid head. of that CEO and that because yeah. he was doing uh, more Bonehead harm to the decisions. company because he yeah. wasn't he wasn't wasn't like he retired. They forced him out. They they did force him out. That's a so, fact. Confirmed so fact, that's yeah. and that's one of the reasons why. So 
So right now is the best chance going forward for Square. Now, granted, like Microsoft, they if they have some contracts in place, they have to honor those. But that's why Phil was kind of vague in saying as things become available, yep. they, they're, they're yeah. ready to work with Square to, on whatever they're available to do. Yeah, so yeah. I, it's it's um that's why I'm really hopeful that the um that we're going to hear some good things. And we not hear may not hear everything, but at least a little trickle, some starts, the ball rolling on certain things. I think is it should be a good Tokyo Game Show and Final probably Fantasy, a lot better. I, I think that Final Fantasy 14 is just a starting point for yeah, that relationship. Yeah, doubt and, about and, it. Yeah, and, I would agree. And look. I'm gonna I'm gonna be slanderous here. Look, my heart uh, says no. my heart says Sega, but honestly, I just want the, I just want Xbox to purchase Square just to see the family. Well, I mean, I mean, there's something to be, to be honest be, with uh, you. Uh, no, no, you you know you're laughing at it, and and, 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 and and of course you are coming at it from a slanderous point of view. But that would be the dagger, right? Like oh, that man. would be the the holy shit moment that uh, Microsoft is serious. Like if they went out and they uh, they they are first of all, let's let's call a spade a spade. They are the kings of Western RPGs. Oh, now, yeah. you take nothing away from CD Projekt Red. They're amazing. They're going to continue to release Witcher games. Obviously, uh, the Cyberpunk DLC is coming out. It's going it, to That trailer was ridiculous. Idris Elba looks amazing in that game. So take nothing away from what they're going to deliver. And plus, Cyberpunk uh, is getting basically rebooted. And I only play like maybe the first like maybe six hours, and I'm like, oh, now I'm gonna now I'm gonna get serious. Into yeah, it. me too. I'm, I'm gonna restart the game over with all the new uh, additions to make it a new game, right? That's yeah. what I'm gonna get into. But Microsoft <laughs> owns Obsidian, they own Bethesda, they own In Exile. Those are the three big banger RPG makers. They're oh, all yeah. under the umbrella of Xbox Game Studios. Could you imagine for a freaking second? If Square Enix, and I don't really want Square Enix because you know what? I love Final Fantasy VII, but that's about it because of my my connection to the actual brand. Like I had Final Fantasy VII in Japanese and I beat it using FAQs nice. that I but downloaded. That, that's okay? a business move and that's a shots fired moment, right? It there. is a shots fired move, a thousand percent shots fired move. And, and, and it would really, it moved, it, it would move the needle for Xbox in Japan where they have very little presence. Now and, I'm I'm a Sega kid, so I'm more like you know what I'd rather for nostalgia go for Sega. But if you want to be a slanderous one, you want to be a console warrior. Talk about a kick in your balls, right? No. Like my it, goodness, you wake and, up one morning and it says Microsoft has now acquired Square Enix, or they're uh, attempting to acquire Square Enix. It's going to be a a drop the jaw moment. And what oh, it yeah. does is, and what it does is, if you take a look at historically what Phil has done, every single company that um that Jim has tried to secure. Phil has gone back and has purchased the company outright. So mm -hmm. it's kind of showing like if you guys start playing dirty and, and it's not dirty, it's business guys. Like business. what I mean by what, what I mean, what yeah. I mean by dirty is that if you try to lock us out completely, okay. And, 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 and your goal is to take us out of business, right? Well, we're going to have to swing back and you know, we yep. can swing. We have haymakers. Yeah. Yeah, okay? they do. We can yeah. buy the bill. We can buy the building. So don't you hey, know, be very careful with how long you guys are making these uh, exclusive deals and trying to lock us out. Is basically what Phil would be saying. I boom. I do like uh, Drawn TJ's attitude uh, in this, whether it's whether it's practical or not. But basically, it's 
buy them all. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm going to read the Super Chats now. It is it, everything it's rather, rather interesting. Uh, listen, I'm going to read the Super Chats out of here. we got three new ones, so of course I want to give them praise for the generosity. And I'm going to go right back to Fuzzy because we're going to talk Nintendo. Uh, I think that Direct was phenomenal. There wasn't anything I didn't like, honestly. I think it was, uh, I know a lot of people were down on it, but as a, from a nostalgic point of view, I loved every minute of it. Uh, Chaos Mike drops a very generous $2 super chat and says, a three-month exclusive might be due to a Switch 2 release. I mean, it's certainly possible. The new Switch uh, can run the um, Unreal Engine 5 demo of, of Matrix. So I'm assuming that it's going to have some power behind it. So I would also, you know, again, I'm taking a stab. I don't know the specs, but I would imagine that it is possible that Final Fantasy VII Remake can potentially launch on the Switch. Maybe they do a, a you know a dual release. Maybe Integrate and Final Fantasy VII Part Two are a part of a Switch release, a Switch Two release. I, I I'm not sure. Uh, Andy Hart drops a very generous two pound super chat and says. Looking forward to the Lies of P panel thoughts. I'm looking forward to Lies of P. I played the demo. I didn't really care so much for the demo. I, I don't know why. It just, it just didn't resonate with me. I just kept getting killed. And I and I'm again, I'm not a Soulsborn dude, I, but I'm an I'm an Elden Ring guy. Like that's that's my favorite of all time. I did really well in that game, except for the last boss, which he's a real <laughs> POS. So. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'll give it a shot. It's in Game Pass, so of course I'm going to give it the old college effort. Uh, Drawn TJ drops a very generous ad- additional $10 super chat and says, "Go buy Gearbox." And I say, "No, I don't want no part of the Randy Pitchford. If he's going, if he's not a part of the conversation, fine. I don't want him anywhere in the Xbox. That guy is a troll master times a thousand, among other things." I haven't like forgiven the them for the this. Aliens game, man. That Aliens game let you know me down so bad. You know, it's funny you should say that because I actually met uh, Randy Pitchford in person uh, during uh, a PAX, PAX East. Uh, we all watched. We got into the troop transport from Aliens. So it was pretty dope. It was an awesome scene. And he got out there on, you know, and he, he he's like, this is Aliens versus Predator. You know, and we were like, oh, my God, this is great. And he was very personable. Um, this is before he... Took crazy pills. I, he was a normal <laughs> developer then. Now he's taking crazy pills. I don't know. Um, so I don't want him anyway a part of it. He also says, um, if you uh, and if you go get the creators of Saints Row, then you can get IO Interactive, Asobo, and Certain Affinity, Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and Crytek, and then Square and say and then Sega and Square Enix. Yeah, I, I love I love the craziness. Uh, I, I think that there are some on there that they have to get. Crystal Dynamics is definitely tip of the spear. Uh, Idos Montreal is a must. These two studios not only are talented and could give you a real edge in a Marvel exclusive, but they're also working on two of your most important uh, uh, first-party franchises that are looking to come back and have a rebirth, Fable and Perfect Dark. Um, you got you got to sew up these, these studios because if once these games are done... You're going to want these studios to return to, you know, uh, continue the stories of, of both Fable and Perfect Dark. So I think that there might be something in the works there. We'll see. Deep Silver, um, right, is the name of that? Uh, Deep, of that? Yeah, well, they're, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're no longer, they're closed, well, studios closed. Well, what they, they can do is they can pick up that talent, and that's your crackdown team right there. I, I actually, it's funny you say that. I, I, we had a conversation with Kay Asante and Everborn about that. I said, you know, if you want to do a crackdown, 
four or a reboot of Crackdown, you go and you get the Saints Row team, uh, mm-hmm. and you and you you ask them to do it. You you know you start a new studio that's whatever you're gonna call it, and it's gonna work on Crackdown exclusively. That would be pretty dope because I think they would be able to deliver. The new Saints Row was terrible. Let's call it spade a spade. I bought it and it was awful. Um, the other Saints Rows were great. Saints Rows three is my, probably my favorite in the whole series. It was it was wacky. I you like the one superhero. that's in hell. The one that's yeah, in hell is that my one was good one. as well. The one in hell yeah. is also again it's ridiculousness, but it it was it was fun. It was it was fun. Um, Fuzzy Belvedere, let's let, let's 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 for the last thirty five minutes of the show, let's talk Nintendo. Um, this was a great show. They really, really did what Nintendo was known for, and that is strike the chord of nostalgia for anyone who is a fan. Um, obviously, this is what's coming out for the remainder of the uh, of, of the uh, 2023 campaign. Uh, I'm very excited for it. Let's talk about it, man. What you, what, what were your takeaways? Well, they they had the Prince of Persia game, which has gone silent for a bit. So that that's coming there for for those that are looking for something outside of like a normal Nintendo uh, IP. Um, and they also had like a remastered of the original Tomb Raider, which you know I know a lot of people probably prefer the the more recent reboots, but the the new or the the remaster of like the original, if you were looking for that like classic fix on the go kind of thing, that was another standout as well. But I think the, the big thing, like we had talked about this earlier in the show, as far as when Nintendo uh, and their IPs, they have like the best or the best attachment rate in the business and delivering that fan service by bringing back something like F-Zero and turning it into kind of like a battle royale was pretty cool. Um, having Horizon Chase 2, which it's almost like uh, their version of OutRun. Like if you remember back in the day with Nintendo versus Sega and Sega was always like the arcade kings as far as things like Afterburner and OutRun and stuff like that. Having something similar for on the go is pretty cool as well. Uh, you know, the the uh, Super Mario RPG was another standout. I mean, they had a ton of things that, you know, weren't necessarily on the radar as far as for being remade. Like I, I think there were, were some hints or clues that they were going to do some updated Mario games, but like the, the sheer amount of games that they had, they had like what 30 games at this showcase in comparison to like uh, the PlayStation one. It, it definitely delivered at least something for everyone that, that either has a switch or is on the fence on getting a switch. If, if that's still the case. I guess the only question I have is, are a lot of these games going to be back compared to the Switch 2 when it comes out? But That's my alert. biggest fear with that. Spoiler yeah. alert. No. <laughs> I, ho- I, ho- I, ho- I mean, obviously, if you, you know, if you remember from the Wii to the Wii U, they were backwards compatible. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that they take the same approach. It would, it, it would yeah. be a real ugly situation i mean everyone's gonna buy a switch too i can't wait yeah. uh and of course they're gonna put an animal crossing on there which me and mrs boom can't wait to play but i would hope that they don't do that uh, please, fuzzy's please laughing make games please, please make the games backwards compatible fuzzy's laughing because he remembers that nintendo charged him for cardboard yeah. <laughs> he's laughing yeah. oh my just God. remembering that <laughs> No, but uh, overall, it, it was like a eight out of ten, at least an eight out of ten. And I'm not even somebody that owns a Switch. I've always been kind of on that fence where it's like, I'm not going to buy a Switch for Animal Crossing. I'm not going to buy a Switch for Zelda because those weren't necessarily the games that I enjoyed growing up, as far as from Nintendo. But 
as far as a lot of the the Mario games and F Zero, and then even looking at something new like Horizon, um, those are all games that make me con- at least consider, you know, putting the Steam back away for a bit to get the Switch, or at least kind of hold out to see how they handle this Switch Two thing. But overall, great showcase, plenty of games, a wide variety of games, some nostalgia thrown in with some new ones mixed in as well. You, you can't ask for anything more with Nintendo. It's like we weren't expect. Oh, I wasn't expecting much from them, but they delivered as far as a showcase that someone that doesn't have a switch would be interested in. And that's, that's what I was, that was my takeaway from it. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's, it, it's, it's good takeaway. Uh, I have the list in front of me and uh, there were some, I mean, again, there was a lot of stuff there that if you Contra. are a fan, Contra, Contra oh, wow. was freaking so operation beluga or something like that. Right. Yeah, well, yes. Yeah. It looks freaking phenomenal. And we it looks like that. old school. And I think it's four. Is it two or four players? Four player co-op. Four player. Co- wow, dude, that's 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 bonkers. Um, let's see. I'm looking at the list. Um, you have the uh, let's see, Paper Mario, a thousand year door. Guys, uh, is, is finally getting a remake. Uh, that was on the GameCube. That's a really uh, good game, guys. That was on GameCube. Really that's a really really good Mario game. Um, Super Mario RPG remake. Obviously, that's the old school Square one that looks just phenomenal. Donkey Kong versus or Mario versus Donkey Kong. Um, it was an, a, a huge successful Game Boy Advance game, uh, and that's coming back. Prince of Persia showed off really well. Uh, uh, Fuzzy already talked about Horizon Chase Two, um, and and that's out now. So you if you if you watched it and you and you like Outrun and you're an old school cat like me, you go and you buy it um uh, princess peach princess peach yes uh showtime uh turns uh, you into a swordsman and a kung fu master according to the the, the, you know the definition uh of princess peach people are going to dig that especially the female demographic is going to really enjoy that um i was very surprised by the tomb raider trilogy um it's available everywhere you can get it on playstation you get it on xbox i'm going to buy it on xbox but i remember playing that on a playstation for the first time I mean, the first time you came across the T Rex, you were like, "What? The F? Yeah, right." Like it's just yeah. The so only good. thing so, I ask is that they yeah. they give you the ability to give her back the triangle boobs. All right, even with the new. <laughs> all right, I need my law. I need my triangle boob. Oh my boob god! Lo- you need you need, you need, you need the, Croft, the, the, right? the pointy one. So when they she hits you in the face, you lose an eye. That, exactly. So that when you you run out of bullets, you 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 know you use the last resort, which is the 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 chest bump. Okay. So. Oh man, there you go, there you go. Uh, Boom! I really uh, think the, we're gonna start needing to drug test your your yes. camera. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh kidding. my goodness! Uh, yeah, so I mean, obviously, you got the final Mario Kart eight booster pack, uh, and if anyone is a Mario Kart fan, and me and me, me and Tyler are huge fans of that, we play it every time we uh, he, he stays over. It's it's just a gift that keeps giving. Now, uh, wh- when are we gonna get a, a Mario Kart nine? I don't know. I mean, but they have to eventually uh, do that and a new uh, Smash. But um, Switch Two. That's that's yeah, when. Yeah, do it. I, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking a lot of the stuff is going to be Switch Two related and potentially exclusive, making people go out and buy, uh, you know, a Switch Two, which which makes perfect sense. You know, when you talk about the business aspect of it, uh, John, let's let's get your take on this, man. This was again, this was pretty big for um, Nintendo. Uh, it's of course it's on the it's 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 on the heels of a Sony show. They you know obviously the the the, the Nintendo show was first, 
and uh, follow, and, and of course, Nintendo, uh, Sony had to follow this, and there were two different shows. One, yeah. One's like an you know an eight point five out of ten. Uh, for me, it's a nine out of ten because of, of so much of the nostalgia that was there versus Sony's five out of ten. Uh, and it really does highlight how I mean the, the list for here is staggering. Let's get your hot take on the Nintendo Direct. It shows this show right here proved without a without a shallow a shadow of a doubt how well Nintendo has really operated this generation with the Switch. You know, they they've been kicking on all cylinders, not have not missed a beat that you would think that now that this is supposed to be their wind down show. It's gonna it would be kind of like, all right, we're gonna show off Mario Wonder and a couple of third party games, and that's it because we're sunsetting the switch and we're getting ready for the switch too, guys. So lower your expectations. And then you would think that they would want to get you excited for the switch too and kind of starve you a little bit there. But no, Nintendo's like, we have no no intention on doing that. Uh the switch is selling like hotcakes, and we and and this proves to me that. I believe that for a little while, the Switch is going to coexist with the Switch 2. They're not going to just back away from the Switch. I think that it, it is a, a system that they're going to keep on selling, uh, yeah. even even when, when the next one comes out. Because again, it's like it, it just sells itself. People are really drawn to the handheld uh, form factor of, of, of the hybrid system. It's something that I, I, I guess Nintendo really tapped into when they when they converged both of their strengths, which was the the hardware and and the on-the-go device. And it's the perfect formula for them. It really fits them and their DNA so well that I'm really, really happy uh, just as a gamer in general for the success that Nintendo has had. And when you see the show yesterday that they're not resting on their laurels like, you know, like we opened up the show criticizing Sony for, you know, Sony needs needed a show like Nintendo showed yesterday that showed a lot of confidence and it showed, hey, you know what, guys, we got a lot of good stuff coming. You know, you thought that we were done. No way. Look, here's a brand new peach game out of nowhere. All right. My daughter was ecstatic for that game. She was just over the moon for it. So that's a day mm -hmm. one. They got me. They, they're going to get my money for sure. Then you would think that with them saying, hey, we're going to bring out uh mario rpg you would think that they're like hey we we got our rpg little game there we're not going to do anything else no hey here's another small w um that for you guys and that's uh, a paper mario and that's how they close out the show and again it's not like a huge major announcement that's earth shattering or anything like that but it it what they're doing is is that they're they're winning over they're they're hardcore with something like that that's that's an easy win and that's something that i think that um um playstation and xbox can learn from nintendo um fans you know for as much as we're we're look i'm i'm the first one i'm i'm a fickle gamer 100 boom i i've been saying look i haven't really seen anything for the psvr2 that has got me to to bite yesterday our our you know the resident evil stuff it, it kind of got me thinking man maybe you know maybe it's gonna be time for that psvr2 it, it just takes one or two big games to get us guys we're all gamers here so nintendo that's something that they have continuously done throughout the lifespan of the switch is just continue to deliver good quality first party content and really leverage what their what their strength is which is that first party ip look if They've reached Disney levels already. Boom. 
They're Mario, Yoshi, those characters are iconic, as big as Mickey Mouse. And 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 you know, there there's no there's no going back now for Nintendo. Now, what one thing that I would like to see them do is they are eventually going to have to come out and announce the Switch too, right? I mean, it's it's it, before it gets leaked, I think that they would want to have their own proper show and and yep. kind of have it controlled because this thing is just a matter of time. There's just too much news floating around. So I I I think that it's very important for them and to to have a plan in in motion where they say hey all right so you know next next E3 or whatever it's going to be called summer show it's a, it'll always be E3 to me guys sorry so next E3 time we're going to announce properly the the Switch 2 which will then yep. release in the fall and yes. I think that and I think that it, the stars are aligning when you really look at that because they've They've given their consumers enough content to hold them over for that first half of 2024 and then still have enough to say, hey, you know what? The Switch is going to keep on selling because we got good stuff coming. So props to Nintendo, man. This whole generation is just a blueprint on how to do things right. They're 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 the goats for sure. 100%. You know, I mean, obviously, there was some uh, some uh, Amiibo stuff in there. You know, uh, Sora's getting his own Amiibo. Obviously, that's the last of the Smash characters. That's a really big deal. Like, they, they really did hit on all, and this came out of nowhere. Like, we, we had no idea they were going to do a show. They announced it. It came out. It was spectacular from start to finish. Lots of games, lots of information. Uh, I know someone in the chat earlier said that the Sony show felt kind of rushed. Uh, and kind of just to get a show out there, and that's what it felt like. Felt like a show, like, hey, listen, let's go and just throw a couple of, you know, uh, you know, uh, trailers together, and oh yeah, we'll show Spider Man, which again looked fantastic. But we've seen it so many times. Same thing with Final Fantasy. It's it is what it is. Um, Nintendo ruled the day for sure. Dave, let's get your hot take on this, brother. Um, what were your takeaways from the Nintendo Direct? I thought it was good. I, if I had to give it a score, I'd say it was probably an eight out of ten. Um, you know, there was some things uh, to be expected. Um, you know, uh, that we that we'd heard that was in the works, and uh, it, like I said, a lot of people are fans of the RPG and uh, uh, of the Paper Mario uh, part. Uh, I, I like the Mario Donkey Kong. I thought that was cool. A lot of empowerment seems to be going on with the with the Princess Peach game, and it's um, I like how it's based on her abilities and not her emotions, <laughs> which kind of the last game earlier game that they did with her was. So so that's cool. I mean, it, it, very promising, um, good going forward. Uh, a lot of people were surprised that they didn't make an announcement about the the Switch Two or whatever. I, I just don't think it's um, there. There's going to be a time when they do that. And it's probably going to be after this holiday season. I think they're going to get through this final holiday season and then come out like the yeah. original there, there, it, it would be it would be a bad business decision to announce a yep. Switch two when the holidays are three months away, right? Like yep. the Switch March or Switch, April would be perfect. Yeah, yeah. It, it would. It wouldn't wouldn't surprise me in the least. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm thinking because obviously March will mark. Um, the I think it's this would be the seventh year anniversary of the yep. Switch because it came out in 2017 and we'd yep. be in 2024. So um, if they, I mean me, you know me thinking outside the box here, folks, yeah. I wonder if the Switch Two releases in March or like Dave was saying, 
maybe they make a big presentation in March and they say it's coming out in the summer, which would be a big yeah. deal because there's not a lot coming out in the summer. Or not May or June. Put, yeah, they, yeah, possibly right, like right around that E3 time. Build that frenzy. Yep. I mean, that's kind of what they did with the, with the original Switch. You know, it came out at a, at a, at a non, um, what the, what they call pattern you know, time release. You know, usually yep. games consoles usually come out in November, usually typically, but that the the original Switch did not. It came out in in the middle of the year. Uh, and, um, I still remember that first Imagine's Dragon, um, commercial they had with the music with Imagine Dragons and, and stuff when they first were, you know, showing, showing what it did. And everybody's like, wait a minute, he's setting it down. The controllers are coming off. Yeah. He, he put the controllers on, he pick it up. He's, he's on the bus. What, what's going on? You know? So it was all new back then, but now it's like, it's the standard, man. It's really, um, and, and I believe that the new switch, hopefully more powerful, but hopefully we'll still keep the core, um, you know, on the go at home unit, because there's some people that like never take the switch out of the dock. Um, but my daughter, she's on the couch with her system all the time. Me, mm. it's very rarely off the dock for me, but that's, yeah, well, that's the nice me, thing. Mine's it. always docked, but it's a portable dock. Yeah. So like when I'm playing, I'm playing with a controller and it's mm-hmm. set in front of me. And yep. I'm playing off the small screen while Mrs. Boom is, is, is playing on the big screen. Yeah, but uh, but the, but the actual um, the, their their state of play or whatever it was called, um, uh, their showcase it it, it was good. Uh, I think it was uh, you know right where it needed to be. Um, so it, you know it'll get them through. And and again, you know as it gets closer to the holidays and to the Keeleys and things like that, they'll they'll have a few little surprise things to throw into. They're they're not stupid. They'll 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 they'll, they'll throw their nuggets down then. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I but I really think that um it was a hundred times better than what sony show was and like uh, people have said here sony show seemed rushed and, and yeah. it, it really did it just seemed like they need let's get something out but all those people the the i don't know what you the all the only fans <laughs> is what <laughs> <laughs> the playstation only fans uh or are, are like um because which is silly, man. Games are games. You should play everywhere. But the ones that are so anti every other game system except for Sony, you know, they're calling for this. Oh, they they live in a walled showcase. garden, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it's and it it really unfortunately it hurts their gaming, but they just don't see it. They, they you know, games are for everybody and should be played everywhere, like Phil said. And uh, the only reason that they're not is because of the practices of the past. That are probably doomed to haunt us for a while, but you know we'll oh, we'll, we'll get I through mean, it. Sony as well. I mean, they they're, they're nearly bankrupt Square Enix because of it, and that's yep. uh, you know they're, they're both parties that's to blame. But listen, before we get out of here, folks, we still got about fifteen minutes. I kind of want to get the pulse of the community and get you involved in the conversation. Find out where you are in Starfield. I just hit level thirty-one. I landed on Earth for the first time. Um, oh. I went. To, I, I it, it's. I'm not even halfway through the game. Like I have a couple of faction missions that I'm doing that are just so big. They have taken hours upon hours. Uh, some of the ones I've completed were like three, four, six hour quests that are not tied uh, to the main story at all. They're literally side quests. This game is the gift that keeps giving uh, chat, throw your level, your current level and I'm, I, you know what I'm interested? I've seen some people actually, some people have run through the game five times on New Game Plus, which is Jeez. 
which is crazy to me. Like I, yeah. I like I'm in no rush to finish the game. I'm really not. I mean, I've uh, you know I'm I'm really enjoying just the unknown. I'm doing a lot of side fa- side uh, you know side missions. Um, there's some of the powers that are out there that you have to go and find these certain artifacts. Which again, no spoilers here, folks. Uh, I only have three of them. Uh, I know Kaysante I think has a dozen of them um, or close to it. Um, how many powers do you have again? Boom, three. Three. You said? I have three. Yeah, I have three. I have two. Yeah, and and I'm level twenty three. Uh, Jordan's number, and let me tell you that I've I've put in fifty something hours already, and yeah, it, there's <laughs> this game has so much content. I saw someone in the chat. Boom, a hundred and four. Is that is that right? Level one hundred four. Jeez, congrats. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> I mean, shout out. I just you. I just crossed eighty five hours myself. In the game, I have not stopped playing it. It's all I want to play. It's all even when I'm podcasting, I want to play this game. Yeah. So I can't, but obviously I'm the host. But the uh, only thing that took to, me, I'm sorry, yeah. go ahead, boom. No, that's right. Shout out to DJ Birdo DOS. Drops a very generous ten dollars super chat and says, "Breakfast with Boom, Web Day, Fuzz, Wolf." Slap the heck out of that like button, folks. Thank you so much for the generosity, DJ, and also thank you for the channel support. Yes, please hit the like button. But John, please continue. Yeah, no, what I was going to say is the only thing that took me away from Starfield this week um, from gaming was uh, Mortal Kombat, the premium access released yesterday. And, and I, I love Mortal Kombat. So I bought the premium. I, and I didn't even know it was out, dude. I'm going to be yeah. honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, but that's that's exactly the point that I was that, that I was going to make. I called Kay Asante yesterday and I had to ask him, hey, Kay, um, is, is Mortal Kombat out today? Because I've seen some people posting some gameplay and stuff like that. And we looked it up and yeah, for premium uh, access, it was. And I had I had bought the premium premium access for pc on cd keys and yeah i was like oh let me download this if it wasn't for the fact that people were posting on social media starfield has taken me starfield has taken me away from all responsibilities this game is not good it's not good at all okay (laughs) it's getting us in trouble man okay the the wife asking for chores to be done i'm like uh honey uh yeah they'll get done (laughs) don't worry about it they'll get done and then I get it done. Yeah, this it's, game it's... has us in the doghouse. Okay, yeah. so so, but on a serious note, though, Starfield is just I. You know, it's been said repeated over and over again. This game is special, guys. That's that's really the only way that you can really say anything about it. It has this unique formula where even when you're not playing, you're thinking about it. And I I can't wait to go back later today. Yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to jumping back into it. Like I said, I just did a big I did one of the big UC missions. No spoilers, not gonna say anything. Uh and I was very, very taken aback with what happened with it. It was bombastic. Um and uh, you know, I just I I, I did uh the uh keep calling them the Lone Star, the uh the Cowboys, the the um The Rangers. Yeah, yeah. the Rangers. I, I just finished uh my 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 quest with them. I became a full-on ranger. Um, I'm gonna tell you this, folks. When you do do that 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 faction, the ship that you get at the end of it is redonkulous. So you're gonna you you're gonna want to press forward on that. Each one of the factions that you do, you know, you get a lot of you get a lot of rewards. Uh, like I'm in the midst of doing a dual mission between the uh, the e, uh, the the UC and uh, the um, the pirates. And I'm kind of playing a double agent. It's I, I might have messed up the quest because now that uh, now that the uh, the pirates are attacking me, I think I did something I wasn't supposed to do. It might have been I shot one of them or something. I can't pay them <laughs> now that they want me, but it's fine. 
I'm going to, I don't know. I'm again, I, I know a lot of people are like, Oh yeah, I'm in the, you know, my fifth playthrough. I will get there eventually. I'm just in no rush. This game is just so good. I don't want it to end. And I just keep finding things around each corner. Uh, yes. I see. Um, I see. Let's see who had over here. Uh, um, are you uh, guys level... still? Are you guys still on that honeymoon phase where when you walk into a room, you're still looking around, you're still kind of yes. scanning everything because yep. because it, I hope you know that if you pick up books, they kind of unlock stuff. So that's just a little. Dude, my thing brother there. literally told me that this morning. He says I, I pick up every book and I read yep. every book because you, you're absolutely right. There are so, there there are a lot of caveats to this game that unless you talk with other gamers, you may miss. Like books that may be uninteresting to you. Like, yeah, books. Who wants to read? Read the books. Pick up the magazines and get those extra uh, those extra uh, points that go on to you that stick on you forever. Mm -hmm. You know, they give you increases in your carry weight. It gives you increases on how you break down guns. I mean, just like in Fallout series, they had those magazines all over the place that would give you perks. Same thing is set here. Uh, but read all the books. Read them all because, yes, you'll see different miss missions and pick up and listen to the the white tapes yeah yeah because when you do that you'll see something pop up on your missions as to oh i should listen to this and now i can go here and mm -hmm. th this is how you find very exotic loot if you're into it maybe you're not maybe you just want to play the game single player and just do what you do but you you if you care about the story you're being told and you just don't want to file a paint you know follow the uh, paint by numbers you definitely should be picking up books. Absolutely. Uh, Spider-Man 356 is level 33. Wow. Uh, Praise the Sun is 26. Uh, BZ McNasty, welcome to the show, brother. He is. He has nine powers now. That is dope. Uh, let's see. Um, Crispy Rambo uh, is level 25. He has, oh, my God, five days and eight hours. Jeez. What? <laughs> That is bonkers. Boom, but this game, course this game that you've been playing here on 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 the like five uh, games in one, John. Th this this game right here that that you've been showing on this podcast, man. Oh yeah, it, this is another. This killer. is amazing. I've been watching the gameplay this whole time. I'm like I, I have to. Get Shadow this Warrior Three completely came out last year, and I paid it no attention. And I saw someone's video. I was like, wait a second, I gotta play this. And and I was like, you know what? Now I gotta record footage. This this game is, it's just bonkers. It's so good. It's so violent. It is Doom on crack cocaine, folks. Uh, and that's the best way to put it. Uh, the story is bombastic. It's it's funny, uh, but the the guns are just outrageous. And again, it's if you are a fan of these big first person bombastic kind of shooters, you should definitely check this out. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of supers like you see the one I keep doing that. That one gives you health when you rip off their heads and explode it. That's why I do it so much because it gives you health and it's 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 phenomenal. Uh, the Black John is also level twenty nine. Um, and let's see anybody else here. Um, what do we got here? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll go real quick. I got, yeah, well, let, let, I'm, let, I'm let, a crazy let. person. Cause I have three different playthroughs I'm doing simultaneously. Holy I have cow. my unmodded level 51. Okay. Um, and I've made it to the end, but walked away kind of thing. No, no spoilers, but you'll, you'll have options. Um, my modded one is like, 210 and then i have a separate one and i'm i'm starting in a completely different direction that is already a level 34 
Um, wow. And, and that one is more of like the murderer, like anybody said, like almost like with a, if so said anybody looks at you funny they're getting shot he's a walking <laughs> he's a walking punisher uh, but the the other two i i kind of played it more casual to some extent but th- this game has like endless stuff like if you haven't even gotten into base building yet at least i have you not. Know, start start at least one so you could use that as like your your closet or your your storage facility or something um, but don't put too much there because you know it will get attacked and you'll have to go back and uh fight off pirates that are trying to steal your loot from there. But uh that's probably a, a good alternative to trying to build a bigger ship with more storage space. Uh I've I've played around like the mod account was mainly to see how far you could take it with base building and ship building. There's a lot to it, and man, it it's this game I I I'm hoping I get enough out of it between now and October 5th um, that I can actually put this down or at least walk away from two of the playthroughs. Uh, but um, yeah, this I, I'm, I'm having some, some fears that October 5th might come and go and I might not be playing Forza that day. So we'll it's see crazy. how it goes. Can you but, imagine, uh, Buzzy, can you imagine when the uh, Star Wars mods are coming out? Because I, I already saw a couple of Storm Trooper ones. Can you imagine mm-hmm. when the Mandalorian... A uh, mod comes out and you're and you're uh, just walking around with Grogu and he choke and he's force choking somebody like it's going to be sick when those yeah. mods are coming out and it's going to yeah. give people just reasons to never stop playing this game. This is crazy. Oh, yeah. Like the, the mods that they have now before even the f- the official support is, is phenomenal. So once there's the official support, when you can write like scripts on like story uh, lines and and like you said, having characters with different powers and things along those lines. This this is truly a 10 year game like people will be playing it for 10 years plus and having a, a grand old time. And I'm I'm curious to see what Bethesda does next as far as with this IP. If we do get like kind of like a, you know, MMO kind of style version of this where I don't know how the uh, the stealing of ships is going to work. But, you know, this in a multiplayer. Oh, my God. I, I, I you know. Productivity yeah. is already taking a hit. Uh, you would know that productivity for pretty much any line of work would pretty much take a hit after a MMO version of this. But I, as I agree, stands, man. And, and for the and for awesome. the haters out there, and for that you know common thing that I've been seeing from the haters saying that this is not a generational game. Fuzzy just highlighted why this is a generational game because when the mod support starts. There's going to be people that are going to have channels dedicated to this game that yep. are just going to be running this game 24-7 with different mods and stuff. And I really yep. do think that there, this is going to be like a Skyrim, guys. This is another yeah. another Skyrim, whether people want to admit it or not. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a crazy person. Three different playthroughs and over six days. Like it's probably between the three playthroughs because that's just showing the main account that's not modded is that six days. I, I've probably put in closer to 10 or 10 days worth of time. Just wow. Fidgeting with, with stuff. But like I said, base building, give it a try. At least start one outpost if you haven't already. And, you know, focus on 
cargo space, like and and storing stuff at the base and storing stuff in the ship and storing stuff at the lodge and yeah, you know, going through it slowly but surely. Try try to keep everything that lists like text. Like if it just shows a value in a name, you don't have to bother picking it up unless you want to use it for decoration. But if it says like crafting material or something like that, find a place to store it. Just don't carry it on your person all the time because then you won't be able to fast travel and you'll yeah. definitely run out of oxygen. So now yeah. listen, that's that's bonkers. Uh let's uh Web Dave, where where are you at with Starfield uh, before we get on out of here? Uh how how, how much how, how where, where where's your level cap at? I'm about at uh, I'm about at two days. Uh I think I'm level sixteen, I guess. So and I've actually been doing the 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 main quest i i did the um um was it the mantis mission and then everything everything else is pretty much yeah in straight line um but uh yeah i'm you know there's i hadn't had as much time to play it as i wanted to but um but i'm still i mean in fact i'm when i get off here i'm probably gonna play for a couple hours before i gotta do some more errand runs but uh but yeah man i'm um uh I'm I'm loving the game. It's uh, it's so much fun, and it's a game I'm going to continue to play for years to come. I I can just I can feel it. And the thing is, I got in it at the right time. You know, right at the beginning, because a lot of the other games like like Fallout seventy six had some friends that were really into it, and they eventually talked me into once they made some fixes to playing with them. And I played some, and 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 they still to this day will log in almost every day to do their resource stuff. You know, and then they'll get off, and then you know, on the weekends they'll spend more, you know, more time in it. But this is just, um, man, it 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 is truly a generation game. And for people that are saying oh, they don't see any next gen stuff, uh, I won't say who who I, I caught talking about it yesterday. Um, but um, but he made some comments that it was like, dude, what are you playing? Because you're not playing the game I am. And you could just tell his. Uh, well, people have narratives, dude. That's really what it comes down yeah, to. They, they, so they, sad. They, they're a subset of the PlayStation community. Not everyone. Let's make that clear. Uh, that are uh, looking to um, downplay the fun that Xbox gamers are having uh, instead of actually playing the game themselves. We've, you know, obviously you saw what happened with the guy that called into Jaffe. He was emba- basically oh, embarrassed yeah. the hell out of himself. That was He's amazing. So um, that was where, great. You know, you talked about burning the bodies. You go, oh, yeah, I didn't like that. And that's not even in the game, which is again, stupidity. <laughs> um, don't, and, listen. And, and remember that it doesn't matter what Xbox releases. It could be the, the next best thing since sliced bread. They'll still, yep. they'll still figure out a way to, to bring it down. And the last thing I'll say, web Dave, Take some advice for your productivity today. Do your errands first and then play the game. Because if you do it in the reverse order, those errands are not going to get done. done. Yeah. John. That's, that's, I, my brother told me, he's like, if I, if I continue down John, the star path, uh, uh, I'm going to be fired. Yeah. Um, Honey, I'm only going to play a couple hours. That's my, that's my plan, John. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, what? Uh, oh, honey, it's well, so late now. I'll get to those chores tomorrow. Yeah, it looks yeah, like so we're going to have that. to have dinner look, look, and call look, look it a night. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm ordering out tonight. There yeah, we listen, go. I think so. Me, me, me and Miss Boom as well. <laughs> listen, folks, I want to say a big thank you to the uh, near 600 people we had here today. Uh, if you're finding the channel for the first time, please consider subscribing. Uh, I do this Monday through Friday, uh, five different panels, uh, five different shows, and all celebrating gaming. Um, and uh, there's something there for you. Uh, we do have uh, several Xbox shows as well as a couple of multi-plats. 
like Primetime Gaming on Wednesday evenings. And, of course, Breakfast with Boom is a multi-plat show as well. Um, and, of course, before you get on out of here, folks, please consider hitting the like button. I want to say a big thank you to all of the Super Chats. They do help power the show to do the big giveaways. We have a couple We have a couple big ones. We have a $500 giveaway coming up on a Breakfast with Boom towards the end of the month. Uh, it's usually it's our annual Boom's birthday bash. My birthday, you guys and gals get the prizes. We have another one uh, that is going to be Mrs. Boom's birthday bash in November, first week of November. And, of course, the big one of the year is going to be the most uh, – it's going to be the most expensive uh, two-hour show we've ever had on the channel uh, for the holiday season. Uh, it's going to be our sixth annual uh, Christmas with Mr. and Mrs. Boomstick, where we are going to donate and give away $1,500 worth of gift cards. And that, 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 you know, pri those prizes are open to everyone, not just the Americas. If you are someone outside of the country, let's say, for instance, you live on the other side of the pond in like England, uh, most, uh, uh, you know, podcasts will not honor them because it, it's, it's expensive to get prizes and we and fortunately some some of the you know with the way microsoft does uh you know some of the platforms do their um their codes they're 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 non-transferable what we do is because you're going to support if you support the channel we're going to support you and if you do win a prize and you're outside of the americas mrs boomstick and i will send you the 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 value the denomination value of the of your prize for your country the only caveat, folks, is that we use PayPal only, no money apps. So if you're not a part of PayPal and you don't want to become a part of PayPal, then you don't win the prize because we have to be safe. We have to make sure that we're not going to get scammed. So we will send you the uh, the prize via PayPal. We will pay the transfer fee and we will pay the the, the um, denomination value difference. So if your money is more uh, more than more, fair. Yeah. So again, you we, you pay for nothing. If you win, you pay absolutely nothing, and we pay uh, we pay everything up front. And of course, let's get to the outros. Web Dave will start with first with you, brother. Please sell by all means sell your brand. Tell everyone where they can check out your YouTube channel, where you have some of the best one on one interviews in the business, as well as your Sunday show, the Gamers Council podcast with Retri, Mr. Game Pass himself. Talk about that, and where can people reach out to you on social media? Well, just uh, dropping the link in the chat right there. If you get a chance, go over and subscribe to our channel. We greatly appreciate it. The Sunday show is uh, is going to be good. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, I, I won't give any surprises away. I'll just say that join us this this uh, this Sunday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, it's going to be fun, and um, you'll definitely say you were there when. So enjoy. Come see us. A little mystery yes. for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Come, come see us. And uh, and and also, boom! Thank you so much for having me. And of course, this amazing panel, John Wolf. And yes, I got it right this time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> on my show nice. last time he was on, dude, two weeks ago. I, for some reason, I, in my head, I said Fox. Yeah. And and I, Fox. I'm the one who keeps bringing it back up. I said John Fox, and he's That's he's like, hilarious. oh, okay. I love it. But dude, it was just you know the stress and all that kind of stuff I was going under. So it had happens, good, happens. and good. of course the mega fuzzy. Oh my gosh, fuzzy! He's got to be just gearing up for all this content he's going to have coming our way when 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 Forza comes out, man. That is the place to be is watching fuzzy. I'm telling you, it's going to be awesome. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, real quick, let's see. We had somebody in the chat ask what this game was. Where was it? It was uh, Young Indie Twenty One. This is Shadow Warrior Three. 
Uh, this was recorded on Xbox Series X. It's available on almost all platforms. I don't think it's available on the Switch, because I'm not sure, but it's definitely on PS5 and uh, Xbox as well. One of my favorite games of uh, of the year so far. And the game launched last year. It's a little old, but it's phenomenal. Shout out to King Webb in the chat. Brother, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Fuzzy Belvedere, let's sell your brand. Uh, obviously, you know you have your own YouTube channel dedicated not only to uh, video games, but you are the expert, if you will, when it comes to everything and anything racing. And obviously, uh, Microsoft has a huge racer coming out in the form of Forza Motorsport uh, in October. People should tune in. Where can they do that? And more importantly, where can people reach out to you on social media? Oh, just want to start off by thanking you for having me on. It's always awesome being on here with you guys. Great having John back and also great having Dave back for today. Um, man, awesome show, everybody. Awesome chat. Thank you guys for, for watching us and joining us and interacting with us. We greatly appreciate it. Definitely hit that like button if you haven't already. Subscribe if you aren't already. Um, for those that want to hear my rambles and rants on anything gaming related, particularly racing or anything Forza, especially with it coming out here in less than three weeks, uh, you can follow me on uh, the app formerly known as Twitter at fuzzy underscore Belvedere. Or you can just search on YouTube for Fuzzy Belvedere, all one word, or Fuzzy underscore Belvedere, and you'll be able to find me. But uh, less than three weeks, I got to get the Starfield out of my system to make room for uh, Forza. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But always awesome being here with you guys. Thanks again for having me. Great, great to have you a part of the show each and every Monday on the Xbox on the Xbox Lunch Break Special, as well as Breakfast with Boom. Uh, John Wolf making his return to the panel. John, great opinions as always. Brother, sell the brand. Tell people where they can check out your YouTube channel. Reach out to you on social media. But more importantly, find you Monday evenings with Kay Asante on that new PCMR podcast, sir. Yeah, thanks, Boom. It was a uh, it, it was a really a lot of fun, guys, to to be back on Breakfast with Boom, home away from home. Web Dave, it's nice to to see you uh, in good spirits, sir, and and uh, you know talking talking it up with us about games and you know and all the all the goofy stuff like the triangle boobs and stuff like that. So <laughs> it's always uh, it's always good to chop it up with you. And and I do love. I, I do love Latino Heat Dave. I'm not going to lie. Okay. I, I keep it around. <laughs> I like it. So, uh, and Fuzzy as well. You, man, you always bring just well thought of, you know, just, just conversation pieces that, that you always have. And of course, boom, you're, you're, you're one of the best in the business when it comes to, Thank to you, this. Guys, so yeah, guys, check me out on uh, I have a YouTube channel of my own. I'm at about 406 subscribers now. Yesterday I live streamed some mortal Kombat. So if nice. you guys have want, you know, if you guys haven't didn't buy the premium version and want to check out what the game kind of looks like, I play about uh 30 minutes of the story and then uh, the tutorial and stuff like that. Try to trying to get, familiar with the characters and man the game feels so good it's uh it right now it, it feels like a mixture between mk9 and mk11 it, it kind of like they took elements of both games it feels really well and that tag system is i didn't think i was gonna like it as much and i'm i'm really digging that i think that was the 
a nice little introduction that they did. Um, nice. Also, like uh, like um, Boom mentioned, yes, every Monday night you can catch my scandalous self with uh, Kay Asante. I am the uh, Deadpool, and he is the Cable of the show. Okay, we keep <laughs> each other on uh, in a in a nice balance. But yeah, we do uh, talk PCMR where it's a more PC centric show, but not you know an advanced PC centric show. Like you need to know the ins and outs of PC. I'm a beginner when it comes when it comes to the PC world. So I the the way that the conversations are had it's like you know a previous console only gamer like myself coming into this, the pc space and asking Kiasante, who's been doing it for for quite a while questions and you know I'll, I'll bring up whatever you know hiccups or whatever you know um discussions that that we need to have for the week so it's a really fun show we get a lot of interactive uh, a lot of interaction from the from the chat which is which is always great everyone knows Kiasante; he's a staple to this community so just me, guys, just being associated with people like Boom, Web Dave, and Fuzzy, and Kiasante, and Everborn, and etc. Just the many great people. It really is a pleasure, and it's uh, it it really is a blessing to to call you you my peers. So everybody, enjoy your weekend. I know it's gonna be Starfield fi uh, field uh, or I'm trying field. to say that it's gonna be filled. Yeah, yeah sorry about filled. that. Yeah, that's a that's I've a that three times fast. Yeah, exactly. So everybody uh, be safe, guys. And until next time, I'll catch you on Monday and boom, we'll be back on Monday for sure with the uh, with the lunch special. So everybody tune in and thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, brother. Well, thank you so much for joining us. As always, great to have you a guest on. Well, not really a guest. This is your home. So you're welcome anytime you want to come and stop by and, and, and drop your bars. But ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you enjoyed the show. Uh, I do want to close out some uh, close out the show with something that's incredibly important to me, folks. Hopefully, one day it'll be important to you, and that's something that my dad taught me with kids, and he would say, "Craig, treat others how you want to be treated." And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, Craig. I can guarantee you, you're gonna have an awesome day. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of Breakfast with Boom. Hey.